I gave I, you such a, I gave you such a genuine life. Aye, aye, Captain. I can't. Oh. I'm just forcing it now, aren't I? Yeah, you are forcing it well, now. Sometimes you gotta force it. Oh, Which music is this? The boss battle music? It's our theme song, Mystery. This is the boss battle music. Although, I was thinking about you're gonna be so annoyed with me. Um, I have a tendency to change my mind all the time about, like, everything. And I do know this. This is true. It drives people nuts. I was actually thinking maybe we should just do Halo music for our intro and outro. No. I Why? disagree. I disagree. Why? Uh, every other Halo podcast does Halo music for their podcast theme song. Yeah, that's true. It's because it is a Halo podcast. But what are you thinking? You think you like that we're a little bit different? Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole idea. We are like the, and I'm going to keep calling it this, we're the unofficial Halo think tank. We're the unofficial Halo think tank. We are exactly. the, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we should come up with like think tank music. What would be some good think tank, think tank music? Well, as soon as you said think tank, I thought about Shark Tank. So then I thought about the Shark Tank music, but I feel like that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> you know? You ever <laughs> no, see Shark Tank? Yeah. Or do no, you have, like, I've the Canadian actually, I mean, Shark seen, Tank? What do you watch? I've seen bits and pieces in, of Shark Tank, you know, like, but I haven't actually, like, sat down and watched an entire episode. Oh, yeah? Mm, yes, I, yeah. I haven't. Have you watched an entire episode? I feel like you've seen a season's worth. I used to play Shark Tank episodes while I was uh, working back in the day as a painter. So I would listen to the episodes as I was painting. So I've I've watched everything for like maybe six seasons of the show uh, i've watched every episode okay yeah i love it i love shark tank so can you fill me in on what exactly it is yeah so shark tank is just like a uh it's a weird way of like fundraising basically for uh people for businesses basically like somebody comes in to the shark tank and they pitch their business to five investors um and these investors are pretty some of them are more well known than others but i mean at this point on shark tank like they're all famous because of shark tank but um they're all millionaires or billionaires and they basically listen to the pitch of the company and whoever's coming in with their business has to ask for a certain amount of cash okay and the equity in the company is negotiable so let's say mystery you came up with mysteries pancakes okay and you come in and you go you you pitch to sharks and you go like i uh, i am the ceo and founder of mysteries pancakes and blah 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 blah. if they like your idea oh, oh okay so you're going in you go like i'm seeking a hundred thousand dollars for ten percent of the company if the sharks absolutely love what it is that you got going on they will start outbidding each other trying to become your business partner basically if they think it's a good deal if they don't like what you're doing uh they'll tell you to get the f out and they'll basically say like i'm out and so if an investor says that they're out then you know you can't you know they're they're not going to invest in you obviously so then you have to deal with the you try to work with the other investors um and then sometimes what happens is somebody will make you an offer because they like what you have going on but they disagree with how much uh you know how much uh equity you're basically asking for so if you say 
I'm looking for $100,000 for 10%. That means that you think that your company is worth a million dollars. Well, if they think that your company is worth half a million dollars, they might say, well, look, I'll give you the 100K, but I'll do it for 20% because you know, it's, you're, you're not worth what you're saying you're worth yet. Um, and the idea for them is that they're going to help you. They're going to help you build your business. They're going to become your partner, basically, um, and you know, coach you or mentor you in whatever way you need. And you know, hopefully you have a successful business. Hopefully. Yeah, because I mean, look, it's in the business world. It's like nothing's a guarantee, even if somebody thinks it is. So right. some businesses have gone on to do insane amounts of money. Some businesses have gone on to fail. So Scrub Daddy is a uh, Shark Tank product. Is I it, feel like I've heard this before. This, yeah, this. it was invented by a guy from Philadelphia, actually. And uh, he was doing fine. And then he got onto Shark Tank. And then basically they ended up helping him get it into like every single store. So, I mean, that that product right there, I think that might be the most successful product to come out of uh, Shark Tank, actually. Oh, that was actually kind of my next my next question. Like, what do you think is the most successful? It's probably Scrub Daddy. Scrub Daddy. I mean, that thing's everywhere. Oh, okay. Would so you make your own like spin-off product called Sc Scrub Daddy Tracks or something? I might get sued for that, but <laughs> the last thing I want to do is try and rip off a billionaire. You know what I mean? I feel like they have more access to lawyers than I do. Tracks, Scrub Daddy Tracks. There scrub you go. Scrub Daddy Tracks. It <laughs> maybe I'll try and work on like a licensing deal with them. Here, can we maybe, do a... maybe what you can do is maybe just get in contact with maybe the creative director or whatever, yeah. and you know, get his team to evaluate you know some proposals on how we can, uh, how can how we can get that IP up and exactly. running. You, you know? Exactly. Exactly. No? it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it'd be a good idea. <laughs> this is good. This is a good idea. How you been for last week, buddy? Yes. Good. Yeah. Same. Great. Great. Glad we covered that. Did you see Perfect. the uh, <laughs> Did you see the Halo TV show last week? No. Really? <sighs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't well, seen it. I know. I know. I know on? you wanted to talk about it. I know you guys did your watch party on Thursday, but Thursday nights is usually Dungeons and Dragons nights and Yeah. I kind of ultimately decided it might be a better idea for me to kind of wait like the the four or five maybe six weeks or whatever and then use my use that uh, 30 day trial dude I'll just give you my login we don't do that here yes we do no we don't oh we don't that's share right we don't we here. don't share that's illegal. we don't share passwords here what are you that's talking about illegal fraud Tom Cruise is, is about to bust this, in my door for my minority this is report true I know I know I know everybody everyone's probably yeah everyone's upset with me I know. I'm sorry, guys. I failed. I'm just you. curious to hear your um, reaction. I'm almost nervous to tell you what mine is before I mean, you even get a chance I mean, to watch hey, the first episode. Hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna throw crap at me, at least I finished the Halo Infinite campaign. Ooh, nice. I mean, I will say the Halo Infinite campaign is like a 10 to 20 hour commitment, whereas this is like a 50 minute show. But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, 10 to 20 hour commitment over the past couple months. Ooh, okay. Versus uh, one week. That's a good comeback, honestly. I wasn't expecting yeah, that. I'm getting better at this shit. I thought you were going to roll over on that one and go, oh, yeah, that's true. But you didn't. You came back. And honestly, I'm really proud of you for getting me there. That was really good work. Oh, man. I'm honestly proud. I really am. I might be learning too much. I don't know. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to be able to argue and tell somebody to go to hell. Um, that's not what I said. But okay. <laughs> 
How dare you? I don't mean that you actually tell somebody to go to hell, but you be combative with them, you know? That's a good thing. Ah. Go back and forth. Think on your feet. You know? I I I I have a very hard time doing that. Well, you did perfectly fine right there, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh but that's that's a matter of wittiness, I suppose, over I guess a debate. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, debate is a uh... I saw my uh I saw like one of my best friends over the past over this weekend. Uh we we spent some time and we spent, celebrated his birthday and Great. Uh, he he brought up a he brought up an interesting question to me, I suppose. Okay. And it had something to do with a commando in Halo Infinite. Interesting. And Go ahead. And what its purpose is. So he mistakened it for the DMR, of course. Yeah. Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, no, it's not a DMR. And he's like, okay, so then, like, if you already have an assault rifle, yep. what's the purpose of the commando if it's, like, a long-distance assault rifle? Right. I mean, I would say it's more of a battle rifle than it is the assault rifle. You'd say it's more of a battle rifle, but then the battle rifle is the battle rifle. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so, like, when the commando was in the flight, the last flight before the game released, mm-hmm. it was an effective rifle. It was an effective competitor to the battle rifle. And its difference was it wasn't as good close up as the battle rifle is because the battle rifle has burst shots, right? So when you're shooting somebody up close, you're just trying to land four shots and you have a little bit of time in between each shot to be able to kind of track somebody as they're moving around to be able to kill them. So it's better up close. The commando, however, from it being far further away, like um, up close, I think it's worse than the BR, but further away, it used to be better. Um, I, I would prefer the Commando over the BR in that last flight before the game released because at a further distance, um, you can you can fire the bullets faster than the BR's four shots. You can get seven shots off with the Commando faster than you can the BR's four shots. So it was quicker at killing somebody and it was better at long distances, whereas the BR was fine at longer distances, but um, I think was superior up close. So I think that that was kind of like the nuanced difference between the commando and the battle rifle. Now, all of what I'm saying was completely thrown in the garbage as soon as they nerfed the commando. So right now, I don't know what the reason is to pick up the commando unless you just can't find a battle rifle. Interesting. I They nerfed the command. I don't remember them nerfing the commando, but like, did you play the last flight? I did. I okay. just don't remember it being much different from the flight to the actual game. Oh my god! I just it, remembered I sucked with. The thing. No, it was. It's a night and day difference uh, from how really? it was. Yeah, because I mean, I remember um, people saying like, "Oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to pick up the battle rifle. I love this gun. I love this gun so much." And I was one of those people. I absolutely loved the gun. I fell in love with it. And I was like, I, I'm so excited to use this gun instead of the battle rifle because it was something new. It was something different. I was. Go- I was good with it. And then they, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was that they changed, but it is a, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is now. And unfortunately, on some maps, I'm thinking, what's the one map? Recharge, maybe. There's these like two attics. That's what they're called in, in the multiplayer. These okay. two attics. And one uh, attic, attic, attic. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. One of the addicts has a uh, has a rifle spawn, and it's either the BR or the commando. Or the commando. And the other side, same thing, BR or the commando. Some games, one team gets the BR, the other team gets the commando, 
And it's like, oh, that other team is disadvantaged for having the commando. So I don't know. It was kind of like I don't know I don't know why they nerfed it because they I I think it's I don't know anybody who's picking up the commando over the battle rifle um who's aware of the capabilities of both guns. Okay, I mean like I still pick up the commando all I do the too. time. If I, I see the commando, there's there's a big chance I'm picking that gun up, even but, if I do have a battle rifle. So you're dropping the battle rifle for the commando? No, I'm dropping whatever my other gun is for the battle rifle. That's fair, commando. and I would do that too, but I wouldn't drop the BR for the commando. Really? Yeah. If I'm out if I'm out of BR ammo, like yeah, I'll probably I'll pick up the LSR. Yeah, but, but like yeah. If you, um I really do like the commando where it's where it's at right now. I really do enjoy it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, Surprisingly, yeah. I, I I think I figured out that little bit. Of, it took me a while and I couldn't figure it out during um during the flight test. And when I did, it was like near the end, but yeah, I ended up figuring out like the commando like that that just that appropriate distance to get that to get that kill, right? Well, Cuz like, you yeah. know, again, you know how you mentioned earlier that like, you know, the commando itself is uh, is very bad at short range, um, but it's it's really good at medium. And I want to say if you can pulse fire that at longer range, um, for sure you can completely wipe out people. Well, but I think uh, what kind of bugged him was the fact that okay, well there is no DMR in this particular situation, and uh, it is now replaced with this long distance assault rifle. I suppose. Yeah. And what's the purpose of that? Well. I never thought about this at the time, but I suppose the purpose would be to kind of strip shields at a farther distance. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, you can strip shields with a sniper. <laughs> so, like, what's the purpose of the commando? <laughs> the purpose of the commando is to be an effective medium to long range weapon. Um, yeah, I think that that's it. Yeah, that was uh, that was just him kind of challenging me to um, to like, I guess. He, he does it every once in a while, but he likes to challenge me um, in regards to opinions or, or so on and so forth like that. So Yeah, that reminds me really... of Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy would do that all the time. He'd be like, well, why do, you, why, why do they even have this if you have this? And it's like, well, the commando and the battle rifle are different enough, but similar enough that they can both exist. The DMR, I don't know why they took it out. You'll have to ask three for three that you know like, yeah i like we're yeah <laughs> that's the other thing yeah where's the spartan i'm not defending like? <laughs> a commando being there in place of a dmr i think the commando deserves to be there for a different reason but i don't know why they took out the dmr for you know i thought halo 5 did it just fine where they hit didn't halo 5 have a dmr uh yes halo 5 had a dmr yeah so halo <laughs> 5 had the br they had the dmr like i don't i don't know yeah, why they both can exist i mean if that question's gonna be brought up then why did they well why did the saw exist right Right. Isn't that a high-powered assault rifle? I think that we... Right, exactly. Like, what's the point of the saw? Um, I, I think what we'll see is... I think that we'll see the DMR return. I think that we'll see the saw return. I think all these guns... I think we'll see them return, and they'll probably be a little bit better balanced. Um, and they'll be brought back during updates and events and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and, just and imagine the, a Splockets events. <clears throat> event. Right, exactly. In, in the same exact way that Halo 5 did it. Halo 5 brought back the Halo 2 BR kind of deep into its game. Six months yeah. in or seven months in or eight months in or something like that. And the Halo CE Magnum it, they brought Halo in. Halo CE Magnum was brought in. So there were other guns that they had introduced after launch. So I, I imagine that we will see, and I think they even said this, legacy weapons will be making a return. You'll see the old shotgun back. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm yeah. excited to see that. 
I'd love to see. I'd also love to see um, the Halo CE Needler make a return or the Needler rifle from Halo Reach. That'd be great. I think please. a Needler rifle needs to come back. Yeah, I please. think that that would be perfect. Don't bring that carbine. The carbine that shoots the needle rounds. No, 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 no. Needler rifle. I would still like the carbine. They don't even have the carbine in this game. Yeah, I know, but like, don't, don't. What I'm saying is like, don't do the carbine with the the explosive like needle shots. Just, just give me the needle rifle. Don't. Oh, don't, I got gotcha. you. Don't make a variant to the carbine. Yeah, bring, bring, have, have both. Yeah, you could do. You could do carbine and a needle rifle. Yeah, that could be interesting. I, I wonder if those legacy weapons would end up making their way into the campaign. Well, that would be well. weird. And if they do that. How would that change maybe tactics in uh, in the campaign? Like, l let's say all of a sudden you have access to a Spartan laser gun, right? Like, yeah, you get all your <laughs> Marines with Spartan lasers into the back of the thing. You could, yeah, in theory, you could do that. Your your Marines with the Spartan lasers, and like, how would that change your way of in the campaign? How would it change when you're doing boss battles or like the mini boss battles or whatever in the campaign? Yeah, that's kind of a curious. And uh, is that something that they're considering in, in regards to balancing when it comes to the campaign? I don't know. Hey, three for three. Let us know. You know, get back to us. We, let us, know what, <laughs> let us know what the hell is going on with you. Yeah, you can catch us at uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash Real Mystery. Podcast. Oh, or yeah. Send us so a it's DM. Us, not me. It's us. Yeah. You said us, not either me. One of us. Reach out to us. Either one of us, or both of us at the same time. Whatever you want to do, we'll 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 make it work. We'll we'll rearrange our schedule for you guys. Um. Yeah. So that's what I would say to your friend. I'd say, ask him. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know why they got rid of the DMR. I don't think the commando is supposed to be a replacement for it, though. Uh. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I just think he understood it as it was meant to be the the the, the DMR initially, and all of a yeah. sudden it's shooting faster and got confused. And that makes sense. It's like a new gun. Okay, the old gun's gone. There's a new gun in there, so it's like okay, well, it would make sense that the new gun is here to replace the old gun. Um, I right. just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't. I don't know. So good. So uh, something. What? I, I, an article came out. Yeah, so there's a very long article that was written in the Washington Post that came out around the time when the Halo TV show released, but everybody kind of missed it. And uh, Mint Blitz, he's a uh, Halo YouTuber, he made a video about it, and it kind of Mint reminded Blitz. everybody. We, Mint Blitz, the one that we that we yeah, know, the one who smoked us in a big team battle game because you, <laughs> you went all tunnel vision. Smoked me personally. I did nothing that whole game but try and go after him, and then every time I got it, went after him, I was like, oh my god, it's Mint Blitz, and then <laughs> he would just, just absolutely wreck me. I had like sixty, oh, I wish I, 60 I wish kills I still that game. Had or access like that. to that theater, the, that that video in theater mode. It's always fun watching that. I'm glad you don't, man. That was a bad moment for me. <laughs> You tunnel visioned him so I did. hard. I did. That's all I wanted to do is kill Mint Blitz. I mean, at the end of the day, we still beat their team, even though we were getting annihilated we by did. the guy. We shouldn't have, but we did. I can hear like fifty or sixty kills or something crazy like that. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was like forty, forty-five or something. Like that. Yeah. But you know what? Winning matters, so I'll take that. <laughs> but honestly, in that game, it felt like a loss. <laughs> I want to, yeah. I just definitely want. I want to get like my point of view of sometimes some of the times when he just completely annihilated me from nowhere and just be like, "This is what it looks like to get like annihilated by Mint Blitz." Oh my god, that was brutal. That game was brutal. I think I had like maybe twelve deaths by him. Like I was like a sixth of or a tenth of. <laughs> 
a tenth of all of his kills. <laughs> we're just like, guys, guys, tell me where Mid Millet is. Where, tell yeah. me where he is. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad place to all by me. It was. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's why you guys should make it to the uh, the community game night, I suppose, right? <laughs> exactly. That's why you should make it to community game night so you can watch me get smoked by Halo YouTubers. I mean, I wasn't going to say that. I was actually going to say, so then you have a chance to play against some Halo YouTubers? Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Yes. Join us on Community Night. We play every Saturday night, starting around 9 p.m. And uh, sometimes you might get into a lobby against a Halo YouTuber, and you can end up on his montage where he's wrecking our team. Um that would be fun. So, the plot twist: We are the we are the team he keeps annihilating in those montages. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know that's a that was something that happened. So he po he posted a video that kind of reminded everybody, hey, there's a this gigantic article from the Washington Post, and everybody kind of started paying a, a little bit more attention to it because the fever from the Halo TV show had kind of died down a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. We'll come back to the Halo TV show, by the way. Um, we're going to touch on it just for a second, but we'll, we'll come back to it. Okay. So there's an article written by the Washington Post, and the article was focused on... I'm trying to think of how to describe it here. The article... Well, let me just find the title of it. Okay, so Inside Halo's Universal Aspirations. So we kind of touched on this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. It might have been the week before, where we talked about, like, you know where Halo can go from here. I know it must have been last week that we talked about it. Um, uh, we talked about that like the week before, and then we uh, last week we brought up like um, ideas and other places that they could expand media to. When did we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Was that two weeks ago? Uh, it was a mix of both. Like I did mention it two weeks ago, and then I also mentioned it last week. Okay, so in this article, they kind of bring up the same exact thing of like it looks like Halo's trying to do this, right? Um, which I think is a great idea. Which is exciting. Uh, if you're a Halo fan, that's very exciting for sure. Right. Um, there are some issues, obviously, that have come up. And, and I, I kind of wanted to touch on a, a little bit of this article. Just some of the things that kind of stood out to me that I thought were interesting. Um, there's one part in the article here. I'll just read it. Frank O'Connor, franchise creative director for Halo, said he and his team have likely evaluated tens of thousands of proposals of a plethora of companies asking to work with the Halo IP. The potential well, partners. Yep, go ahead. I have a question here. Yeah. Do you think that they might be on to us? I think so. Do you think they might be on to our scheme of uh, tens of thousands of proposals from these, these quote-unquote companies? I agree. Uh, yeah, I totally do. I think that oh, okay. these companies are listening to our show. They're getting ideas. They're going to 343, and they're proposing these ideas and trying to make money off of our brains. <laughs> That's not where I was going with this, but oh. okay. What, what were you saying? <laughs> I was going with I was going with uh, I was going with us being the people that are creating fake companies and all that stuff oh. to uh, send thousands of proposals to. Yes. Uh, the the franchise creative. We're probably responsible for at least ten percent of all the ideas that they've received to work oh, with. Oh man, if you were if you were a true MCU fan, you would have said twelve percent. I'm not an MCU fan. <laughs> You've seen the first Avengers movie, right? Yeah, but I don't know what twelve percent has to do with 12, it. Twelve percent of the plan. You got twelve percent of the idea. That they had that banter between Pepper Potts and Tony Stark. I totally don't remember any of that. Okay, it was at the beginning of the movie. Sorry, that sounds like a cool thing for anybody who's an MCU fan. <laughs> That's what it was referring to, anyways. At twelve percent. 
<laughs> they said the uh, the potential partners range from promotional opportunities to novels to screenplays. To screenplays. To screenplays. Mystery. Screenplays. What about what about Broadway shows? I I swear we threw one in there. Screenplays. We threw a proposal. No. <laughs> okay. With, with so many people clamoring for a piece of the chief. How do they decide what new ideas are okay as 343 tries to grow, but also protect the Halo IP? What do you think Frank O'Connor's answer might be to that question? Uh, no, 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 and no. Um, I don't know. What was his, his answer? His response was, it's kind of like porn. Oh, right. I, I kind of blocked that section out. You know it when you see it. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> I... <c> <laughs> <laughs> Maybe How do you know when Halo opportunities are going to be good for you guys? Well, it's like porn. Yeah, you know it when you see it. Okay, it's a it's a way to. Okay, well there you go. So that's how our creative director is gatekeeping these companies. It's like, mm, I'll know it when I see it. How do you feel about that? That's not the way I understood it. What do you mean? Wait, okay, hold on. Maybe I read it differently. I thought me I read I read it more as uh like, you know, in regards to Halo and its identity, it's kind of like porn. You know Halo when you see Halo kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the two are the same, right? It's like, okay, you know Halo when you see it, but and that allows you to go like, okay, does this product make sense with the Halo IP? You'll know it when right. you see it. Like, does this work? So I, I, I don't think that you're wrong in the way that you're seeing it. I think it's, oh, I, I think see. we're okay. like, uh, you know, a side of the dice of, um, you know, of what Frank is, is, is saying there. Like we're two different sides of it. Um, I don't think the you're dark wrong. side and the light side. Yeah. I'll, I'm like the number two. You're like the number three, you know, we're like, like right next to each other there on that dice. Um, so yeah, so. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a, a weird thing for him to say, but I guess that makes sense. You know Halo when you see Halo. It actually kind of reminds me of like when people play it, right? It's like, um, how can you tell if a Halo game feels like a Halo game? It's like, I, I don't know, but it just feels like Halo, right? Like, how many times have you heard that before about different Halo games? Like, oh, this one doesn't feel like Halo. Oh, no, this feels like Halo. Um, it's interesting because like I thought I was going to make fun of like his response, but now I'm actually kind of identifying with it. It's like I do feel that way with Halo. Oh, um, I mean, hey, how do you know it feels like Halo? What are like the three golden rules for Halo? Um, I don't know. What are they? I feel like we've covered this before. Well, in regards to game mechanics, at least it's weapons, grenades, and melee. Weapons, grenades, and melee. That's, that's where I was kind of going with that, right? So like in, in and I'm talking strictly on like halo being a, like a game franchise of course the game mechanics just it revolves around those three golden rules weapons grenades and melee interesting right and so how do you get that feel of halo you 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 emphasize on all those three all those three rules that's how you know it's halo weapons grenades and melee mm -hmm. i'm surprised the shields isn't a bigger part of that i mean that's what they that's what they had idolized very early on back in the halo 2 and halo 3 days okay kind of thing that's yeah. uh, that's that's kind of something that I was referring to. Now, granted, things are probably changed now due to the the massive amount of game mechanics changes recently. Right. You know, what we are what we are capable of doing in video games now. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Another part of this article that I want to bring up. 
following the what was it e3 2019 when they first showed off that campaign demo of uh of Halo right, Infinite. The, the one that a lot of people never really liked or whatever. Right. A lot uh, of people. They, the whole like, oh, we're going to introduce Eshram and all, Eshram and all that stuff. That, that right. One. Right. Um, following that reveal, the studio was apparently kind of like punched in the stomach almost. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not expecting to get the backlash that they did. And Joseph Staten, who right now is the, I think his title is creative lead for Halo Infinite. He uh, he literally reached out to Bonnie Ross and went, hey, he didn't say it like this, but basically I'm paraphrasing and I'm putting words in his mouth. Hey, I saw your reveal. Looks like you guys are in some trouble. I can lend a hand if you want me to. And then they brought him on. So I thought that that was kind of crazy. He he was working at Microsoft and he was sort of this like um, narrative... Uh, like like he would go to the different partnered studios with Microsoft and he would help them construct their story and 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 make sure that they're you know uh, help them with any kind of like narrative things that they they were trying to figure out and then he goes Bonnie Ross bring me back on board with Halo like I I can help out I can help out I thought that that was really kind of interesting and kind of has me motivated kind of has me excited about Halo Infinite you know what it reminds me of a little bit there mystery what's that I don't I don't know if, if I'm the only one seeing this, but I almost see like a kind of like some parallels to maybe the Xbox One launch and with Phil Spencer coming in. Like I feel like the Xbox One launched and, and granted this is different, but here's here's where it's parallel. Here's this guy who I believe like I believe in in and I don't know if people believed in Phil Spencer at first, but like I believe in Joseph Staten. He's coming into the game very, very late on Halo. Mm-hmm. And we know, we've talked about this before, he kind of came in and went like, what the fuck is some of this stuff? Well, so, I we can't we can't make that yeah, we can't make that we can't make that assumption though. Well, didn't they say that he came in and he said like this isn't fun or something like that? I think that he was quoted as saying that. Um, uh, maybe when he was playing through the campaign, just like this isn't fun. Like this needs right. to change. This needs to change. This needs to change. Okay. Um, and so I guess that's that's what I was referring to. But so Joseph oh, okay. Satan comes in late on development. Goes, hey, let me help out. Comes in, starts kind of changing some things around, and it. I I feel like. If they had had Joseph Staten from the start, maybe they could have avoided some of this stuff. Um, he's just so... He's a voice that Halo fans will just listen to. It's clear that when you have like three different visions for what Halo Infinite is supposed to be, that the game's going to suffer. And, you know, we've had... a. Uh, I think three now creative leads for Halo Infinite, Joseph Satan being the third. And so I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like it, it kind of reminds me of like like him coming in and and I, I almost feel like I can kind of see like a, a a golden path for Halo, but like not right now. But like a year from now and then moving forward, like, oh, this game's gonna be really great. There's gonna be a lot of good stuff here. 
Um, I, I guess like that's the parallel that I'm, I'm trying to draw and, and maybe it's not similar at all to Phil Spencer and Xbox one, but I, I feel like I have like, I personally, I have a lot of faith in Joe Staten and when he came in and, and he was kind of like, guys, we, we have to change some stuff. It makes me think like he has a, a real vision and he has a real idea of what Halo is supposed to be and what makes it work for fans. And he's like, this isn't good. This isn't good. And I'm like, I, I trust in that, but there hasn't been enough time for the Joe Staten effect, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I think that a year from now, maybe a little bit more, I don't know. I think that we'll see Halo Infinite really, really come into full swing for like what what all of us Halo fans want Halo Infinite to be. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense what I'm saying or do I just sound like a crazy person? No, it makes sense. Um, I was gonna, I was kind of gonna latch on to something that you had said, or like piggyback on something that you'd said. And the piggyback that I would do is like what I, what I like about and what I trust about what Joseph, Joseph Staten is saying is like the confidence that he actually genuinely kind of has when he's talking about things that are that are happening for the Halo universe and um things that have been changed and how confident he was walking in for Halo Infinite, even though he's dealing with you know probably the backlash and so on and so forth that he's having to deal with, with all the constant changes and the, and the, and the lack there of um, certain things that are happening right now, for example, not enough game types, there's no maps and so on and so forth. But like whenever he usually makes a statement, I don't know, there's something about his confidence in that statement that he's making that makes it feel at least a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and that makes a huge difference when you're, um, you know, when you're making that kind of news or when you're making those kinds of announcements, right? Um, I feel like a lot of the others, they'll, they'll tend to be very more, very much informative and the confidence kind of worries yeah. in what they're trying to bring out, right? With Joe Staten, like he, this guy, he's, he's also very responsible for a lot of the stuff that you have seen in the past. He's, he's part of sculpting Halo and, and creating what it is now, right. right? Very early on, he was the cinematics director for Halo 2 and Halo 3 and all that stuff, right? right. So like, if anybody knows the Halo universe, it would be him. Right and like the direction that they've gone in the past and like, you know, where to put things in, in regards to how do you get the, I think one of the words he said, said, he had said in the, in the interview is uh like where to put the geometry and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. I thought that was really interesting for him to say in the actual article itself. Right. Um, like how do you get it? So it feels like halo. Right. Like how, what kind of geometry are looking, are we looking at, you know? And because of when they brought him on, I feel like, yeah, there was a little bit more of a different direction that they ended up going in artfully, I suppose, as well, um, after bringing him on. Because, you know, very early on, during that demo, the only thing I could think of was Forge World, actually. <laughs> I pictured I pictured all the, everything that they showed in the, in, in the demo. I was like, this is just a large version of Forge World from Halo Reach. Wow. You know? Um, and that's what I thought. That's what I had, I had thought at the time. And then... I guess now, you know, you can see there's more, there's more forerunner structures. There's more, it, it doesn't feel as, as blank of a canvas as it did. It feels more alive. Yeah, it does. It did. It did. Yeah. Um, and that made a huge difference, um, in the campaign as well. Yeah. Do you think that Halo is under better direction with him? Um, I mean, I, I guess the obvious, maybe it's like an obvious answer. Like, yeah. Um, but I guess I was going to ask like, do, are, okay, let me phrase it this way. Are you confident with Joe Staten being the creative lead for Halo Infinite and 
presumably whatever Halo has coming up. Yes, I am. Uh, mostly because of um, mostly because of like the fact that like you know they're like he kind of came in late, right? Right. Now he can kind of like whatever whatever comes up now, I suppose, is kind of like a fresh start, a fresh slate for him, right, kind of thing. right. Which which gives me more confidence in knowing like you know the the stuff that comes in the future will be a little bit more fully developed and a little bit fully more like like grown, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's that's exciting to me. I think that that's exactly how I feel, and you just worded it better. So thank you for that. Yay! I can word something good, <laughs> <laughs> even though I didn't use good well. I should have used well. <laughs> that's right. Um, I want to bring up something here in this article that Tom French was talking about. Now, if you don't know who Tom French is, Tom French is the multiplayer lead. He was the Forge lead in Halo 5, got promoted to multiplayer lead for Halo Infinite. Um, I like this guy a lot. I like this guy a lot. But he, He's uh, been around for a while, which is nice. He has been around for a while, yeah. Um, let me read this part here. French is very, very aware of the complaints, the complaints from players, basically complaining about no new modes, no new content, um, you know, like what's going on? Why do we still have like one ranked playlist? Like what, what the hell is going on? So he said, uh, as someone who plays the game every night, Tom said he shares them. He shares like the issues that players are having. However, at the moment, his team is prioritizing lingering issues from a launch that required completely rebuilding the engine used in Halo 5 and expanding onto PCs, okay? So, lingering issues from a launch. Um, the lingering issues that they're talking about is something called technical debt. Um, Mystery, this is something that you and I were having a conversation about a little bit. I guess when they were building the slip space engine, when they were building this new engine for... Halo Infinite, they must have been working as quick as they could, trying to just get something together. That way they could make this new game, understanding that, hey, like we can't, we don't have all the time in the world to make a new engine. Right. So there's going to be some errors along the way, and mm -hmm. there's some errors in the coding that is not obvious at the time, but when you're trying to make more changes or when you're trying to do new things, there's these like fundamental issues in the code at the root of it that sort of affect everything that you're doing later on. Right. And so the team has to go back and work through that old code, old, you know, old, new, new, old code, uh, has to go through some of that code from like when they had started the slip space engine and fix it that way the engine can function the way that it's intended to and properly so part of the reason why things have been so slow to come out is because they're spending a lot of time trying to fix this engine this is mm -hmm. really important for us to hear because when it wasn't communicated or when they didn't talk about it, everybody's thinking to themselves, like, what, what is going on? Why is there just no new content? Why did this get delayed? Why is this delayed? What is happening? Why are there only two new maps coming for season two? Why is there, like, why do we still not have these game modes? It's like, oh, okay, everything is sort of, like, infected with this, like, or not infected, but affected by this old code that they have to go back and try and fix. And so they need to 
spend the time right now, early in the game development, fixing the shit out of all this stuff. That way the engine can function the way that it's supposed to. I don't know why they didn't kind of make a big deal about that before, you know? I don't know why they didn't tell us that before. I don't know why like we're kind of finding this out like in this article 6 months later. Like I feel like this is information that would have made Halo fans like a little bit I think like we would have understood that and been a little bit more patient. I don't know. Do you disagree with me on that? Um, I feel like that's something that we never really took into consideration when we had mentioned any of this stuff, right? Because like it's not like it's not like we didn't know that they had to create the engine from the bottom to top, right? Right. So it's just not it's just not something that we never really took into consideration whenever whenever something did go wrong. However, also also if anybody's gonna know how to fix anything in regards to that or be organized enough, it would be them because they created said engine, right? Right. Um. It's not, unfortunately, it's not like you can like because them creating the engine. It's not like you can. I mean, you probably could, but it would be harder for them to to bring somebody in or a whole new team in to kind of rework that engine if they right. needed to be reworked because they're the one that kind of created that engine. It's it, like right, me creating a program and and, and like you, me saying to me you, hey, in buddy, to try and fix that. Yeah. Like, well, hey, Mr. buddy, what, can you what, fix my program, please? Right, exactly. Like they have um, to do it. Yeah, um, they would have to. Yeah, they would. So yeah, I mean these delays are, they're they're bound to happen. They're they're gonna happen. But they, once the, I feel like once they get their once they get that ball rolling, you're gonna see stuff come out very fast. That's what, yeah, and I think that that's part of the problem is expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Coming into this game, we were told that the customization was gonna be like Reach, right? We were mm-hmm. told that they were gonna have new modes and this live service and the slip space engine was gonna allow them to to put stuff out as fast as possible and quicker than anything they had done before. And so there is expectations that were set by them, partly because they have to hype the game up, partly because like, okay, like let's talk about this game as if like we have everything all set here. Uh, because like we can't, you know, we don't wanna launch a game and be like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you know, like they have to talk mm-hmm. the game up for sure. Um, but I think like there were expectations that were kind of created by them for what this game was going to be like, and it's it hasn't been like that. So I think that that's partly why fans are so sour. I think that if they had communicated a little bit better and told us, hey, we're having these issues, we need to rework this engine, and we know that it doesn't seem like it's a good thing, but just be patient with us, and we're going to get stuff out as quick as possible. Joe Staten said in the video interview, this is one thing that I didn't like, he said, like, we don't want to communicate things to the fans that we aren't 100% sure of. So right. when we come out and when we say something's going to happen, it's because we know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So a good example. I'm sure that he looked at how they said, hey, Forge is going to be their day one. Co-op campaign is going to be their day one. And then when those got delayed and fans were really sour on that, I think he really looked into that and saw that and went like, okay, we're not communicating things. But like we're not communicating anything to the fans unless we're sure. We're not going to repeat these mistakes where we tell them something's coming and then it doesn't come. So I understand that intention and I think that that's a good intention. But at the end of the day, silence is not good either. 
I think that there's this middle ground that 343 could be doing where they could say, hey, we're running into a lot of issues and we have to pay some more attention to this engine to try and fix things so that way we can get these other game modes out. And so the reason why we can't give you a roadmap right now is because there's no road. The road is all cracked and there's potholes and shit like that. And we got to fill it up before we can talk about where we're going. And like, I would get that. I would probably say there is a roadmap. It's just that they're not at the starting point of said roadmap. But they're not I mean, even that's... sharing it with us. And right. I think that they're not sharing it because they they can't put out a roadmap because they haven't they haven't like fixed these issues that are and get themselves back on said road. Right, exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like yeah, they have a bunch of problems. They have a start point, right? But they're like they're like you know, 20 feet far farther back from the start point however there's some potholes in the way as you're saying um, right so they want to announce the roadmap but they can't announce the roadmap until they even hit that start point right it's like if, if they go hey month three this is going to come out month six this stuff is going to come out month nine this stuff is going to come out it's like okay well until you fix those issues that are going on fundamentally in the engine and you get all that straightened out it's like oh that's stuff that you have planned for six months out that might that might not actually be able to happen in six months because we're still dealing with these errors from before. And so like, I think that that's part of the reason why they don't have a roadmap is because they're like, we're, we can't promise anything's going to come out at any time because this stuff isn't fixed yet. And like, that makes sense to me, but tell us communication. It's important in every relationship, even for developers and fans. Like, just tell us, tell us, tell us. And I get that you are in March. I don't know. <laughs> Could have come sooner, in my opinion. That's all I'm saying. 343's always had a weird track record with communication to fans. Yeah, they I mean they they definitely they definitely had. Um there's been a lot of like just silence and then all of a sudden there's news and then silence again. For a while. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Uh, we're gonna pull through. We have to pull through. Yeah, we'll be fine. Halo. This is Halo. We have our community game nights. So yeah, look, our community, and this is this is the thing that I think is the most important. Maybe not the most important, but one of the more important things is like, are the fans, myself included, are we doing a good job at making Halo a place where people are having fun and want to come back to? Right. So if I want to see Halo do well. Yes, the developers have their job to do for for sure. But as a fan, we can all we can all partake. We can all we can do our part. We can we can highlight community night and community nights and the games that we're playing. We can we can bring people into this game who might not be playing it or maybe aren't playing it regularly by having them find a, an awesome group of people to play with. And like, that's what we do. That's absolutely what we do. And so I can say without a doubt, there's maybe uh, a handful of people that I know who probably wouldn't be playing this game if it wasn't for community nights and if it wasn't for what we have going on here. And while our little corner of the internet is certainly not going to save Halo or anything like that, a bunch of little corners of the internet just like ours you know, can can do a lot for a game like this. 
And so I think that if this is a property that we care about, you know, that's that's something that we can do. We can try and make Halo a fun place for our friends and and other people who are, you know, looking for something to play. I mean, this is the time, right? Call of Duty not doing so hot right now. Battlefield not doing so hot right now. There's a lot of people kind of like, I don't know what the fuck to play. It's like, all right, well, you know, hey, get in touch with us. <laughs> get get your bum over to the community game night. Get your bum <laughs> over here. I'm, I invite people from work all the time to play community night. Oh, um, do you? Yeah, in fact, there's this one dude who I was talking to last week. I should have invited him. But he said that he played a little bit of Halo, but his friends don't like it. Like, dude, fuck, fuck your friends, bro. Make new friends. Play with us. Hey, I mean, hey, if your friend, if they, if your, if your workmate enjoys playing Halo, why does he have to play other games? You know, because your friends play other games. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I should have invited him. What, I don't. I don't know what yeah, I was play thinking. what you play. Play what you like, and I then find a friend that also it. have that interest, right? Yeah, I think I told him that we play every Saturday, but I didn't like formally invite him, so I'll have to do that. Okay. Um, Tom French goes on to say here, there will be new maps, there'll be new modes, there'll be new experiences, there'll be new features, he added. I'm very excited to actually see what the players think when we actually get to unleash it on them. Me too, buddy. Me too. Aren't we all? <laughs> Um, but that's that kind of has to do with like the state of the game, I'll say. Okay, state of the game. State of the game. State of the game is Halo. State of the game. Tom French and company are trying to fix this engine. That way, they can start rolling stuff out. And for right now, we're just gonna be look. This is like early Master Chief Collection, a little bit, not as bad, but early Master Chief Collection, where it's like, look, we're just we're we're part of the crew that's on the ship early and uh people are dying and there's like no food and shit like that and the wind is out and like we can't catch any fish and it's like okay this is just what it is but we're going to get to the point and i i have faith that we're going to get to the point where um the wind is flowing the fish are uh, are reeling in people are eating people are happy we're singing we're drinking you know i think we're gonna be fine on this boat um I think that we just have to, again, just be patient. And I don't fault anybody for saying I'm done with this because I'm tired of being patient. I get it. I do it. I totally get it. And I don't fault anybody for saying that. But I do think as far as I'm concerned, I am trying to make best what's in front of us. And that's what I want to do. So that's what I'm going to do. There you go. Nice. How about that? Nice. Nice, mate. Nice. Yeah. Woo. Was there anything from Rats. that portion of the article that doesn't have to do with the TV show? Because um, that's the next thing I want to kind of get into here. Anything about the game related stuff that you wanted to bring up from that article or anything? You had talked about some stuff before we went live. We, I did, I did, and I was hoping to kind of maybe save save those questions for maybe another oh, time. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I apologize. If you want me to, I could, I could just like, nope. you know, no, no, okay, we'll no. save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. We're gonna save it for another potential podcast uh, time because I think it, I think it's a great couple of questions that we we're asked. Yeah, and it'd be nice to be able to sit down and actually think about the answers to those questions. I agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, I'm going to talk about 
initial reaction to the TV show. Spoiler free. We're not going to get into any spoilers here. I'm not going to say anything that's going to um, give away anything. I, in mystery, this is kind of good because you haven't seen it. So this is kind of what I've been telling people who I know who haven't seen it yet or want to watch it. I told this to my, my older sister when she was, before she watched it. She's like, what should, like, you know, what's, what's, what's this about? I was like, okay, okay. here's, here's, here's the way to best enjoy. Okay. This is daddy tracks guide to best enjoy the halo TV show for a halo fan. Ready for this? Okay. Divorce yourself from the games entirely. Right. Which is something that I would do. <laughs> I guess that was something we talked about, right? That was something we talked about. Yeah. It's its own separate narrative. Mm-hmm. Right. Treat it as such. And go in with no expectations. Okay. Okay. If you can do that, I think you will be pleasantly surprised at what the Halo TV show episode one delivered on. Okay. I think I have looked at the negative reviews that have come out about it. I've looked at the positive reviews that have come out about it. And I feel like everyone just seems to kind of be missing it. I think the most important thing for this show is that it's just a good show. That the narrative and that storytelling and the pacing is done well and makes sense. I saw a review that said the action in the beginning was great, but then it really fell apart afterwards. And it's like, bro, you can't just have an hour of just fighting. What are you talking about? You need to have... like. That that doesn't make for a good show. You need right. There's characters, be, and you need, you need stuff exposition. To, yeah, you need the characters. You need development, and you need stuff to be getting set up for future episodes. And so I think that yep. like this episode is, it's technically not a pilot because they've already done a whole season and they made it all at once. But it does what other pilots do, which is introduce aspects of the show that are going to be returned to later on, and you kind of see like, oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Halsey is blah, you know, this is going on and this is going on. Okay, this isn't happening this episode, but this is going to come back later on. I can see that. And so there's a, a lot of that. And I am very excited to see where the show goes. They they do change some things about the games as we all knew would happen because this is a TV show and you can't just have this stoic dude who never shows any emotion for, you know, six years before you know you get to the point in the timeline in halo 4 when he finally gets emo um so you know they they have to change some things i almost i don't know i i don't know if like like they definitely change some things but i actually think that they're gonna i don't think they're gonna stray as far as i had originally thought that they were going to um from the games and, and and i don't know it's only one episode so, so we'll see what happens but they they have some stuff set up that to me looks like i don't know i'm kind of excited for like if we get to the part of the show where um certain things that we've seen in the games come to happen like i'm i'm kind of hopeful that we'll actually see some of those things even if a lot of other things have have sort of been changed for a tv show but that's all I think I'll it'd say. be really cool to see some of that stuff, right? Like, yeah, you know, for sure. If they jump into, if they jump into the, the onto the Halo ring at some point, and maybe they have to make their way to, let's say the uh, the control room or something, right? Like, 
it'd be really cool to see a, an imagining, like a, a real life imagination, imagining of that pyramid tower that you you make your way up. Yeah. And maybe there's like a fight there somewhere. I think that'd be really cool. It would be cool. I think it would be neat. Um, I now have a very good idea of where the show takes place and what's happening and what's going on in the Halo universe. I don't feel like I had that good of an idea before the show released. Mystery, do you like? What is your understanding of when this show takes place? I want to say it would take place slightly before, like, coming across the Halo ring for the very first, the very first Halo ring. That's okay, where I think it would sit. Okay. I think that I was completely confused and thought that this was just kind of doing its own thing. Um, I have a good idea of where they're at in the timeline. And I actually, like, I kind of didn't think that they were going to be in the timeline, like, at all. I, I really thought everything was going to be completely different. So I'm, I think it's actually more like the games than I thought it was going to be, which, and I shouldn't right. even say, oh. I shouldn't even okay. say more like the games because it's really. Like they're not at any part that you would see in a game yet. So okay, it's kind like of like I'm sitting there thinking that like right now they they may or may not have just come across seen the Halo ring or something. I'm thinking like you know in the first episode, it's kind of all set up and all that stuff. Maybe yeah, they really they kept a lot close to the they, chest. Like it's it, not like they landed on the ring and started doing stuff on the ring kind of thing. I think that would be like maybe episode three or four or something. Yeah, they they really kept us close to the chest. So um, I'm not going to give anything away. All I will say is that the year is 2552 on the show okay for them okay for them or what would be what, what, what would end up being that universe is 2552 correct okay yeah that's interesting it is interesting that's, that's really inter i'm curious to see what direction they're gonna go in with this yeah me too and it sounded like, yeah, it's sounding very much like that's something that you're very interested in now. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that they were going to... And, and look, there's clearly some things that are happening in the first episode that are like, oh, okay, this is completely different. But major event-wise, I thought it was going to be... I didn't even think that they were going to stay close to any of the game stuff or the novels. And I actually think that they might, which has me really excited. It really does. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um. Do you, oh, I was gonna, the the question I was gonna ask. Do you think the um? Do you remember how like the trailers were very visual heavy? Mm -hmm. Are, are the, does the does the show have that that's that same feeling quite a bit? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Like the scale. I'm so, I'm talking scale. The. Most of the visuals that you see that are really, really impressive and really amazing looking is like them coming to an area and going like, hey, you know, high charity, you know, year unknown, blah, 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 whatever. And then there's like a scene inside of high charity of like what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I will say there's there's one scene that uh, takes place like inside of high charity and they're looking out the window and you can see the dreadnought there. Like it, it looks really cool. Um, I don't know. It looks it looks cool. I I like the visuals. Some of the CGI is a little not the best, but to me it's it's okay. Now, I don't know how. Okay, go ahead. So far in the very first episode, yeah. 
would you be able to say would you would you say it's very easy to follow or not it's tough because it's hard for me to divorce myself from the knowledge the that I have as a Halo fan. Right, yeah. Um, I think as a non-Halo fan, I think that it's pretty easy to follow. It's not complicated. There's not a couple No, it's not complicated. The relationships between the characters are pretty clear. Like, and okay. I think that's like the first episode does a really good job at establishing that. Like how is this character like what is the dynamic between I, i'll you already know that dr halsey's in the show so this isn't spoiling anything but like <gasps> spoiler! no i'm kidding i knew that what is dr halsey's relationship with some of the other people who work around her like they establish that so that way you understand dr halsey is kind of like her own person she's not like just a military scientist she's kind of right, which is pretty much you know, along the lines of what the what she's depicted as in 100 in the game right i okay, think so. that they nailed that dr okay. halsey's actress the actress the way that she portrayed that character the way that she uh interacted with the other characters spot on fucking spot really? on mystery that's spot exciting on uh, i'm I, she might be my favorite character in the whole show uh i think she's the most talented actress for sure in the whole show that's exciting. Yeah, I'm really happy with the casting for Dr. Halsey. I, I, I think it's exceptional. Um, so, yeah, the first episode does a lot of that. And I think that that is, like, I think it's pretty easy to follow. There's definitely some things that you don't understand what's happening. Even as a Halo fan, I don't understand it. Like, mm, I don't exactly understand what's going on here. So do Something's, you think that could have been, like, cut out or something? Well, I think it's, like, you need to do that as a show. Like, you need to be able to show people something and then go, what the hell is that? I want to keep watching so I can find out. Like, that's that's storytelling. That is what storytelling is. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I found myself way more engaged with the story, wanting to know what was going to happen next. Um, they, they, You know what's funny, man? Before this show came out, I remember having a conversation Um I remember having a conversation with um, Silly Goose, and I think it might have been on one of the anime nights. I remember saying, like, I'm watching Attack on Titan, mm -hmm. and I'm just so blown away by the storytelling, right? And mm -hmm. I just, it's sad because I feel like Halo doesn't even come close to it. Um, it made me, like, a little bit sad. Watching the show, there was a moment that happened in the show where, no, my jaw didn't drop, but I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, I was excited. I was excited about what was happening. And I wow. didn't see it coming. Okay. It's like that that part of it there, the pacing of the episode, um, that little bit of like, oh, oh, my God, I didn't know that was going to happen. The tension that they build towards the end of the episode, there's something that happens, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I absolutely love this. Like... I am way more pleasantly surprised and have a much higher opinion of the show, I think, than other people do because I think other people are really still stuck in this, like, I can't divorce this show from the games. I really can't. But I think from a storytelling point of view, like, I actually really like this. I can't wait until the episode tomorrow. Oh, that's... That is that is actually uh, like that's exciting to hear. That is really exciting to hear, especially especially coming from... even Even coming from you, actually. Um, because I know you were kind of skeptical at first. Uh, Super, skeptical being uh, yeah. like initially you're just like, oh, but if they, the, you know, I think I think you were saying things like uh, th th if they better follow like the narrative of Halo, like Halo and such. 
and we yeah. had to kind of talk you down from that a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly i think that i i i think that i was afraid that they were going to go somewhere totally different and i was like i don't know what that's like i don't know where they're going now after watching the first episode i have a lot more trust of like okay i think that the major events are going to be the same but what's going on in between them is going to be different and i'm perfectly fine with that because this is a tv show and it needs to kind of happen in its own way right exactly so yeah i'm glad that they went like this is the silver timeline it's it's a lot easier for me to to watch the show but even it being the silver timeline there's enough from the games that's there and enough from the story that's there where i'm like okay all right i'm, I'm on board at this point after watching the first episode i am strapped in the vehicle i'm on board i'm excited for the next episode and i think that i am I think I'm not alone in that. I think I think that like if you're stuck on social media and you're listening to all these opinions from people, it's gonna make the show worse for you because like I I, I really think that people are are getting the show wrong right now. I think it has like sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which isn't great. It's not it's not awful, but it's not great. Hey man, sixty percent is better than fifty percent. Uh, but I, I think people are getting it wrong. I think that this show is going to be better as time goes on. I think that this first episode is going to be looked at, looked back on as better than initially received. I really, I really believe that. If if the rest of the episodes end up like paying off some of the stuff that are very questionable in this episode, then yes, I feel like that would end up happening. Some of the stuff that's questionable in this episode. You know how you're questioning certain things now, and and, and like, you know, like the narrative, the the storytelling. Oh, you know, sure. And someone and stuff like that, right? Like if the next upcoming episodes, they just end up bringing more questions and never end up follow through, following through with answering those other questions. From oh, the first I see episode, what you're saying. Then, like, and then there is just you know, it's just broken apart. At that it's point. a bunch of loose ends. Nothing's yeah, tied exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. And and so of course, you know. When you're looking at that pilot episode, it, it you come back to it and it's just like, ah, okay, well, you know, never really end up connecting with the rest. But I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt here and hope that, you know, um, that's what they're doing is just, like, you know, there's just some loose ends here that, you know, right now it's making you question, which is why, you know, everyone's all confused. Um, but hopefully it pays off as you watch more and more of the episodes. Yeah, the way that this episode was done, I am confident that it will pay off and right. i also think that i don't think that there's too much that's like what the hell is happening where it's like confusing um there's some mystery like what is happening but it's not like no i'm not there at all you know what it's not like the opening cinematic of halo 5 where you're like who's joel Dama? or if you know joel Dama, you're like why is joel Dama there and then they kill him and you're like who's that guy and then other people are like why would they kill him like that like no matter how you were coming into halo 5 you were confused <laughs> so it's like but that first cutscene was really cool i mean well the action part yeah yeah exactly right but i guess what i'm trying to say is like this is not um this is not like Halo 4 or Halo 5 when you're coming in as like a new person. This is understandable. It's digestible. Um, and I think, I, I, I mean, I would recommend anybody watch the show right now. Like even my own family. Even your own family that oh, may sure. not, because like, you know, 
my mom sees my mom sees uh the, the trailers for Paramount Plus and they're just like, hey, Halo, that's the game you play, <laughs> right? And then that's as much as she knows, <laughs> right? And so you know, usually stuff like space, like you know, she can she can catch on to like a lot of things, um, but like when it comes to these stories uh, of space fantasy and all that stuff, like for example, like a Star Wars, Star Wars as an example, she gets very confused very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I uh, I just that's something that I'm definitely concerned of is like, is it something where anybody can pick up and understand fairly easily? I think so. That's that's the thing I need to know. I right? definitely like, think is so. this is this a like is it literally is it strictly a UNSC and Covenant story? Or is it a UNSC, Oni, Covenant, Forerunner, whatever, whatever, Flood, et cetera, et cetera story? You know, which when you add more than all that, when you add all those elements together, it can get very confusing for someone new, right? Yeah, I, I think that's all there. But as far as you can tell coming into it in the first episode, you're like, oh, there's the humans and there's the aliens and the humans have this scientist lady. And the military. And, like, that's kind of what it seems like. Oh, and okay. then the insurrectionists. That's all it needs to be. That, that's literally all it right. needs to be. They don't make it overcomplicated with ONI versus the UNSC versus, like, they don't, they don't do any of that. And, like, I'm and sure that that's all. if you sprinkle in the ONI stuff, that's fine. But and I think that that's what they'll ONI do. a huge element, that's going to be a problem. Right. Um, like, make it, maybe you can sprinkle in the ideas of ONI being, like, this, you know, this, 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 this organization that's, that's kind of pulling some of these strings and all that stuff. You yeah. can sprinkle that in a little bit, but I wouldn't dedicate whole story arcs to that until much later, like yeah. like far later in the season. Yeah, I, where I only think ends up becoming a bigger. I think you can rest. Threat. You can be rest assured with that uh, concern that you had. I think like you don't you don't have to worry about that. Any the only people who I would not recommend this to is anybody with a um, anybody who doesn't have a strong stomach. It's gory. Is it actually? I think that was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So what is it rated? I, it's not I, PG. If it's, if it's gory, I, is it PG? I don't know what it's rated. Uh, I can't imagine it being anything lower than mature. Halo TV That's show. So, okay, right wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I almost feel like we shouldn't even get into this. I'm, I'm worried that I'm ruining something for you. Are you sure you want to talk about it? No, okay. So, I mean, I guess this could be a talk. Okay. What I'm trying to wrap my head around. Sure. Yeah, mature. Is, TV mature. Okay. So, they have their TV show right now that is playing for a mature audience. Correct. But they've made the, they've games. Made the push yeah. for teen. Yeah. Why why such a drastic difference and why are we doing this now okay and so also also if that's the case how come we're not going back to mature for the you know for the games okay so i i got two different theories here one is they looked at game of thrones and they went we we want this right and i remember them saying that like we want this to be halo like we want halo to be showtime's game of thrones i remember them saying that back when showtime still had this and so I think that they thought a mature, a mature, um, a mature TV show was going to play better 
than your typical science fiction when it comes to like this kind of universe like the expanse or firefly i've actually never seen the expanse but my sister talks about it all the time some of these other shows where like it's science fiction but it's kind of like you know star wars right like you you know nobody's blowing up or anything like that you know it's all kind of like you know explosions that happen you know near somebody and then they fall over on the ground and you know lasers that like you know like uh, hit with the laser and then i'm down although i will say that the first uh the first newest star wars when they opened fire on all the civilians was uh, a little bit dark right there but for the most part it's not gory star wars certainly isn't gory Mm -hmm. um yeah man this is this is mature for sure i i can't wait to talk to you about it man i really can't (laughs) so i don't know that's that's interesting so like they, so I guess, I guess that's a. I mean, I think uh, uh, Nessa had said separate the game from the show. Sure. But like, I guess, I guess that's one way of looking at it. However, the very early, or very early on, the games were also like you know M for mature. All the way yeah, up but to they, Halo Five. You know what, man? Even the games were never like this. This kind of gory is that what you're saying? Oh, certainly. Okay. I, I think the games, the games got their mature rating. I think because of a couple lines of dialogue. I, I actually think that Halo CE, the only reason why Halo CE was rated mature is I think because of the Private Jenkins cutscene. I think I remember them saying that. Now, I could be wrong about that. There might be some other language in there, but I'm pretty sure it was the Private Jenkins cutscene that pushed it over into the mature. Um, am I remembering that right? Or is it something else? Maybe it was Captain Keys. Maybe it was the part where... Master Chief punches into Captain Keys' head to grab the transmitter thing or grab the activation or, or, or whatever it was that was in Captain Keys' head. I forget mm-hmm. exactly what it was, but there was, there was some specific reason, some, some instance in Halo 1, from, from what I remember correctly from the commentator uh, thing, that pushed it from a teen game to a mature definitely. And it wasn't even the Flood. Like, yeah, the Flood is like a horror element and everything like that. And certainly, like, that pushes it, you know, closer to mature. But, like, there was actually a specific cutscene or there's, like, one specific thing, maybe two different things that, like, push it actually into mature. Hmm. Okay. Um, but the games, the games have always been rated M, but they were never, like, it was never, like, Gears of War where you're sawing people in half with a chainsaw machine gun, right? Like, it, it was never... Like, if, if you looked at the ratings for Gears of War and Halo, and you saw that they were both mature, or, like, let's say you didn't see the ratings, you would think that these games were rated something completely different. Between about, Halo 2 and Gears the, of War 2. You know what I mean? I mean? The infection of the flood, like, the flood infecting could be pretty horrifying as well. Like, yeah, but I... I like that transformation. Yeah, and I get that, but I, I actually... I, I remember... I'll have to go back and see where I found it. But I remember them saying like, yeah, oh yeah, this is, this is the thing that pushed it into like mature rating. And I was like, Oh, interesting. I thought it was kind of like the flood generally, but it didn't from the way they made it sound. It didn't sound like it was the flood generally that made the game mature. It was like this specific cutscene that they had. Okay. But then if that's the case, then what would it have been for halo two and halo three at that point? It's a good question. Uh, right, I actually don't so... remember. Could have been level of blood. Um, you know, was just saying that right there. Yeah, I think level of blood might have, you know, the amount of blood that there was in the game, that, that might have been part of it. Um, I think, I think Rabble mentioned that earlier as well. And there's definitely some dialogue that I think pushed it closer to, to mature for Halo 2, I think. 
But anyway, um, yeah. So the show is certainly not going in the same direction that the games are when it comes to rating at all. Like, right, yeah. Dude, the first, I'm thinking about it right now. Like, I remember the feeling that I had in my head when I first saw um, the Covenant interact with the humans. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, bro. Like, I was not expecting it. Um, and even though we're having this conversation, I know for a fact you are not going to expect what you see when you watch it. That's fine. That's fine. I, I mean, I when I do watch it, I, I would like to try to like watch it on like a blank sheet kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that's how I kind of approach it. That's the same thing I do with like the like the Marvel movies and, and anything I watch in general. Yeah. I try to like watch it with a blank sheet. Um, I have like a I, I have like a like like a rule of thumb. Um, and that's one of those things where just like when I watch a movie in the theaters or something, if I ever look at the time, if I ever look at the, my watch, I feel like they did something wrong. Yeah, I, I think lost, that that's fair. I lost immersion, right? Which means something, something. There was a lot of questions, or something was wrong. I started thinking. Ideally, like if my focus and attention is on what is going on in the story, you're doing great. It's a great movie, in my opinion, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's like a, that's kind of like a rule of thumb for me. So ideally, that's kind of the way I would approach the Halo TV series. If I ever end up looking at the time or something something's up <laughs> yeah i'm interested to see what you think about it because i was um pleasantly surprised i'll just leave my review at that okay all right all right so um you know with that i mean of course there's been challenges bringing that that kind of stuff forward um i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can find a way to segue back to that article yeah, yeah um segueing it back to the article so there was uh i think there was a a quote that uh that i had picked up on while i was reading it mm -hmm. so there was like a massive uh, it was uh, the quote is the massive challenge of taking on an ip like this is when you're trying to cater to the fans and appease the fans excite the fans and thrill the fans um that was said by the halo executive producer and pilot director otto bathurst yeah uh, during a video interview uh, and then you're also going to bring along this whole new audience up to speed and, you know, get them on board. Yeah. Um, that quote, I get it. Like the whole like appeasing fans, exciting fans, thrilling fans and all that stuff. I get it. That's exactly I know that's exactly what people would want to do. What's scaring me a little bit about this quote is bringing uh, bringing along this whole new audience up to speed. Yeah, um, I'm a little concerned about that what's your concern with that do you think um i'm concerned that by bring by by saying like bringing like bringing people up to speed i'm concerned that they may want to try to to rush storytelling get from a to b much much faster but b being much farther along in what would be the halos like narrative kind of thing i think that that's another thing that you don't have to worry about Okay, fair, but what I'm what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking is like you know how like DC is trying to catch up to Marvel right now. Yes, that's what I'm concerned about. Is going uh, uh, from yeah. A like A to B the way Marvel did A to B, B being Avengers. They went straight from like do this story, do this story, do the story, do this story, bring yeah. them all together, Avengers, bam. Yeah. Right. Whereas DC had did something different. They did do this to do this story, do this story, do go back to the sequel of this story, do this story, do this character over here, do uh. 
do a, uh, a Justice League movie that introduces two whole new characters, or maybe even three whole new characters, and then do their origin story and all that stuff. And it can get really confusing. Yeah, so I, I think, and I wasn't trying to be dismissive, but the reason why I said I don't think that you have to worry about that is, like, the first episode, I think, shows me enough of, like, I... They, like I don't feel like they tried to do too much in that first episode, and so I'm not exactly worried about like what up to speed means. I think when they say up to speed, like I think maybe what they could mean, or like maybe what he has in mind, is like okay, how do we bring people up to speed with like the Human Covenant War in the early days of it? Like how do how do we kind of get people on board with that, and how 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 do we communicate that to them? Because like, like okay, if somebody were to say like, hey, we have to okay with Halo Five, we're trying to appeal to the old audience while also trying to get new fans up to speed. It's like, good luck, do good luck with all that forerunner crap. Good luck with it. Well, that that's the other thing that was brought up in the article as well. But go on. Um, I don't because of where they're starting out on the timeline. I don't think that there's too much that they really have to like catch up to speed with brand new fans. I think as a brand new fan, you can come in and you can understand. Okay, humans. Okay, humans, aliens. Okay, I get that. Humans, other humans. Okay, I get that conflict. And then even within these humans, there's some conflict there. Okay, great. Makes sense. I think that like that's enough. And even though it's sci-fi, there's enough of like actual human elements going on with things, and there's enough interesting characters. I think, especially Doctor Halsey, where I think like it's it's not too much. Um, I would be worried if they were going to start this show and try and bring it right alongside Halo Infinite, right? And like it was taking place in like modern Halo right now, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna try and bring new fans up to speed." It's like, "Yeah, no, you're not." That's what I'm concerned about. Is yeah. like going from A to B, where B is where we are right <clears throat> now in the game franchise. Yeah. And skipping over so much just to get to that point. Yeah. Now I right. could be wrong here because I've only seen one episode. Right, right. I know but it's hard to it's hard to dictate, but yeah. If like the what happens in that first episode. Mystery, it's so contained. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of nice. This isn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like they're rushing to get to Halo, right? And like I know that okay. that's part of the name. It just it doesn't feel like they're rushing towards it. Like, oh my god, here's this and here's this and here here's where they are rushing, right? They are rushing and like we talked about this because Master Chief's being made for a, a TV show. They are rushing Master Chief's emotional development because rushing it? okay, be, because they they need him to be a character that the audience can connect to, right? Mm -hmm. So like you need him to kind of be the way he is in Halo Four and Five, uh, faster because like it's not until. Because for Halos 1, 2, and 3, he was just an empty vessel that you occupied as a player. It wasn't right, until 343 yeah, yeah. came along where there was this philosophical change of, okay, this is John. It's not you. It's John. And we're going to look at John's story. And this show is very clearly, and from a show, this makes sense. I'm going to keep like emphasizing that. From a show point of view, yeah, you want to look at John. Because John's the main character. You're not the character. You're not playing master chief on the show you're that's playing master biggest, chief in the game yeah that's the biggest dividing point from 
the TV source material right. and the video game source material. You're not controlling John in this particular scenario. Right. Whereas in TV in, in the TV series, John is making his own decisions. And so what I would say, if there's anything they, they quote-unquote rush, it is Master Chief's personal character arc. Because he, he didn't really have one in Halos 1, 2, and 3. No, he didn't. But, I mean, I'm sure throughout the entire season you can get to a point where like it's all concluded and nice and neat and so on and so forth. But then that begs the question of like, okay, well, if you do conclude that, what would be the next arc yeah. or master chief to overcome? Like, I, I think the first time that we see master chief disobey orders is halo four. When Del Rio tells him to hand over Cortana and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. I think that's the first time where he straight up disobeys military orders. Um, I, I think that we'll see that a lot faster in the TV show, I guess is what I'm trying to, like, we don't have to wait years and years and years for the story to go on before we see Master Chief sort of change, uh, and go through like his own growth. And so I don't think that they're going to rush the narrative, but they are speeding up some things that happen in the games and uh, speeding that up a lot faster to make it good for a TV show, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I think it's necessary. Like, I, I do. I actually do think it's necessary. So. Right, yeah. So I guess, yeah, that was a, that was a concern when I had read it. It's just, like, catching them up to speed, and I just don't want them to be doing that whole, like, let's let's get them to Halo Infinite right now because that's the current... Uh, right. That's the current... Uh, the timeline right now right and if they do run down that route if they go down that route we are going to be skipping out on so many great like things yeah and i i think that that's where i'm saying like i think i think you can kind of relax on that a little bit and like you know when halo 4 was coming out we got forward onto dawn and forward mm-hmm. onto dawn was that hour and a half web series that was you know like six different i think it was six six different like episodes that were released 15 minutes at a time and it told the story of thomas lasky when he was a cadet Cadet. um but you didn't really have like a whole lot to kind of go on there it was a little bit confusing nightfall was terribly confusing um didn't make like a ton of sense to me and so like if you're if you're a new viewer and you're watching nightfall you're like well why is this alien walking into a mall why are they why aren't all these humans freaking out right so like there's a lot of backstory there that you would have to catch somebody up on so they could understand like oh well the human and the covenant they were at this war and they were at war for a whole long time and then you know things kind of settled and there was a peace treaty and then some aliens were you know they're kind of like welcome on human worlds for the most part but there are still some aliens that are like really kind of like trying to kill humans still so it's like that is very confusing and if you had to try to catch somebody up you know, if this TV show was going to kind of come out along the same timelines, like where they're at in the games, in the way that Forward Unto Dawn and Nightfall did, I think that that's that would be terribly concerning to me. Like, how do you catch how do you catch new fans up on all this Forerunner stuff? And thankfully, they're they're they are going back to a much simpler time in the Halo timeline. This is true. So I'm this is true. I am I'm optimistic and I think that some of the concerns that you have you can breathe easy. Mm-hmm. Still go into it with no expectations. Mm-hmm. And um 
I'm still curious to see what you'll think. We're going to watch episode two tomorrow night in our Discord channel. So if you are, uh, if you don't have Paramount Plus, no worries. I do. And thanks to anybody who subscribes to the Red Spartan Podcast Twitch channel. Uh, thanks to you guys. We, you know, we can kind of do this here and we have Paramount Plus and we're doing the Discord. Uh, we're streaming it. We're going to stream every episode as it comes out at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, the day that it comes out. So we watched episode one last week. We will watch episode two tomorrow night. If you're listening to this podcast tonight, so make sure to join the Discord. You'll find a link for it in the live stream chat right now. And also in the show notes, you just follow that link, create a Discord account. It's going to invite you to join our server, hop in, say hi, and you're going to get welcomed by everybody. And uh, we will we can catch you up to speed with where you need to go to watch the episode um, if you if you want to join the Discord for that purpose specifically. And then we have mods in the in the Discord who can help you with anything that you need. They're very friendly. Um, just for clarification purposes, sure. um, do you need to have a microphone? No, you don't need a microphone um, to watch this. When we're setting it up and getting everything ready, you will hear some people chatting and kind of talking before we get the episode going. And then when the episode ends, anybody with a microphone who wants to kind of talk about it, like we do talk about it for a little bit. Um, but no, you do not need a microphone to watch it. You can literally join it on your phone and just watch the episode as we watch it. And then if you want to kind of bounce out of there because you watch the episode, you can do that. Um, but we we kind of discuss it a little bit, you know, just like as if you had your friends over watching a TV show and, you know, the show ends and it's like, oh, my God, like, dude, that was crazy. That's like, when, when that thing happened, you know, that's, that's kind of like then, exactly what it is. And then just uh, also for clarification purposes, sure. do you guys talk during the show? No, 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 no. So you guys are on on on, uh, on mute or something? Yes, there's a little chat, a little side chat that you can type into if you want. But okay. I make everybody mute themselves. Nobody talks. Um, I make everybody mute themselves and uh, I, I can mute anybody who's not willing to mute themselves or, or creates an issue. And But we haven't had that problem. So, okay. yep, everybody will be it, muted. It, it, you don't have to worry about people talking. Frequently asked questions that people may, may end up having. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one because I, I'm one of those people where like when I watch a TV show or if I watch a movie, for the most part, I want absolute silence around me. Okay. Unless it's Attack on Titan, in which case I want to hear everybody going like, oh my god, I can't believe what the fuck is happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, we do anime nights on Sundays where we watch Attack on Titan, and I, Attack on Titan is so much fun just to watch the the chat, because the chat will be like, everyone's like, alright, here we go, and then when they do the theme song, the thumbs, theme song just rocks, so everybody's just like, rumbling, rumbling, like, that's the, that's the theme song, and, um, and then basically the rest of the chat goes like this. Oh shit. Oh my god. Wow, that's just crazy. And then it's kind of quiet <laughs> like, oh my god, I love this character. I love this guy. And then, oh my god, holy shit, what is happening? I can't believe this. This is crazy. And it's like like the chat goes through the same kind of like emotional <laughs> roller coaster like every every episode. It's kind of funny. That's funny. Yeah, I think what the fuck might be the most common uh <laughs> WTF might be the most common uh, message typed into that chat. <laughs> so we have fun with that. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's what we got going on. Come hang out with us. Join the Discord. Watch the Halo TV show with us. Again, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's when we get it rocking and rolling. Thursday night. So 
tomorrow tomorrow being to tomorrow today being what uh, march 31st yep march 31st at 9 p.m eastern time we will there be watching go. episode two we'll be watching them the day that they come out so just avoid the internet for that day and we'll watch it at night and you don't need to pay anything you don't need a subscription all you have to do is you just join the discord i have a channel in there i'm going to pull it up right now i'm going to show you how easy this is you go to the Discord. You go to the Red Spartan Halo Podcast Discord, unless you know if you're in other ones. And then there's something down at the bottom near voice channels, and it says Halo TV Show. And then in parentheses, it says Watch Party. You just click on it. All you have to do is click on it, and then you will see the you will see the stream. It's real easy. Oh, I think you have to click join, but real easy. Okay. Cool. Cool. Sounds easy enough to me, at least. Well, let's go ahead and um, this is where an hour, hour and a half into this bad boy. Let's go ahead and get into some listener questions there, Mystery. You want to get into listener questions now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go into listener questions. What questions do we have today? All right, listener questions from Kylie. Okay, we had a theme this week. Do you know what the theme was this week? Uh, toxic something or other. Definitely something toxic, for sure. Uh, toxic traits slash toxic behavior. There we go. What a great theme for a week. <laughs> Let's talk about shittiness. <laughs> All right, so the first question comes from Rabble, just Rabble. Rabble, Rabble, Rabble. If you could have a painting commissioned of a scene from any of the halo games what scene would it be hmm what a great question i had two things that came to my mind immediately i don't know if this is what my choice would be but since i'm on a podcast and we don't want a lot of dead air i'm gonna go ahead and just tell you the two that came to my mind at first the first is Master Chief flying through space with the Covenant bomb in Halo 2. And I think just Ooh. a scene of him kind of floating down and then seeing kind of like the space battle kind of happening in like sort of like the background of the picture. I think yeah. that that's like a really cool shot right there. Okay. The other one that I had was sort of like a, a redone um, image of the Halo flood book where master chief has like the assault rifle he might even have two assault rifles in his hands and he's just fighting off all the flood around him so maybe kind of like a redone or reimagined kind of like version of that with master chief just kind of fighting off all the flood kind of like coming up to him i think that that would be a really cool uh those are the two things that popped in my head first okay um here's another the one that's really cool Maybe uh, when you get to remember in Halo 3 when you play uh, the level of the Covenant and you got the two scarabs dropping down, mm -hmm. right? Uh, maybe like an over-the-shoulder, like you see like, you can see Master Chief, of course, kind of like an over-the-shoulder over shot of like the two scarabs that just dropped down. Mm -hmm. And like, it could be like a whole like, you can have this massive scale kind of thing where it's just like, he has to uh, now like, in order to make it to... To, to fight the prophet or whatever he has to go through these two scarabs first oh i can kind of see like, what you're like saying you don't see you don't see the vehicles you just see the one man the one spartan oh i like that, that that's a cool against, shot yeah that has to go against the two scarabs 
um, at the same time. I like that. Um, That's cool. Also has like, you know, like, you know, there are challenges to overcome or like, you know, that kind of theme to it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, which, which would be really cool. Um, I had another one, um, and talking again with, uh, talking again in regards to scale and all that stuff. But, um, I actually kind of thought of, uh, of Halo Reach, the, um, I mean, there's there's a couple of really cool scenic stuff in Halo Reach. Sure. Um, but one of the things I was thinking of was maybe, you know, the shot where you have like the warthogs and the ghosts going up against each other. Yeah. Um, in, in like that large scale war, it's not it's not often you see that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Which is really, uh, th- I think that was, um, I think that's something that that could be really cool. Or even when, um, or even, well, I don't want to get into spoilers because Nessa hasn't gotten to that point. But uh, later on, after seven-year-old game, I know. But there's this one scene where you can see like the Covenant ship or one of the the Covenant frigates in the background, like completely destroyed on a mountainside, and like your your Spartans kind of like grabbing dog tags and, and all that stuff before he goes into New Alexandria. Whoa, that's cool. Like you know that, like that that like that 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 paints a picture. Even even the 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 beginning, like uh, the, the, sorry, well, the final the, the final. The final scene in Halo Reach, like the, the last thing you see in Halo Reach. Yeah, that would be a cool shot. That's, that's something really cool too. Yeah, Silly Goose said no. Don't worry about it, Morty. Yeah, the uh, the broken <clears throat> helmet in in Reach because they 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 go through it twice, right? Right, once once in the beginning and then once in the end. But there's two different two different versions of it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I like that. You know, they do show it in like the two different ways. Um. Yeah, I think that they're all those are good shots. I, I mean, there's there's plenty of things that you can look at. Um, or there's even like, I feel the like there's Halo an three, the, of answers. the Halo three when the uh the, the teaser trailer for Halo three, the very first teaser trailer for Halo three. Do you remember how big of a scale that was when the, that teaser trailer came out? Uh huh. Like seeing all of the phantoms come in, you're seeing so many phantoms coming in. The the music's flaring up. You're seeing this huge door open in the ground. Yeah, and like you're seeing the reflection of the. Uh, of that door opening in the visor of master chief and like at the time that's the, the scale of that trailer was absolutely insane yeah for gaming kind of thing you know even that like there's so much that you there's can so you can many different through. things there's yeah. so many things so let us know what your uh what paintings you would want done and you can uh share us share that in the um Show that in the live stream. A couple ones here real quick that I wanted to touch. Uh, Sergeant Johnson standing over a dead grunt with a cigar in his mouth from Q-Stick. I think that that's a really good one. Pillar oh, of all leaving yeah, Noble. Like, like at the bottom, he could just be like, bit, bat, bam, or something. You know, like something <laughs> that he does say in like Halo 3 ODST. <laughs> Rabble saying, uh, the Pillar of Autumn leaving Noble 6 behind. Ugh, I mean, some of these are just, there's so much, there's so much to these. All right, yeah. what's the next one? Next question comes from just Kylie and Kylie asks, is it toxic to be willing to throw hands at anyone who talks shit on your list of friends or your list friends? Is it, what was that? Um, is it toxic to be willing to throw hands at anyone who talks shit on your, on your, on your list of friends? I mean, I would say that if you're figuratively throwing hands now, you know defend your friends i think that that's fair and i think that that's i think that that's okay um if you're actually throwing punches for somebody else talking i think that that's a little far you know you probably shouldn't hit people when they're 
just talking, you know? Mm, I see. Um, acts of revenge and all that kind of stuff. I could feel that that could be a little bit more toxic. Sure. Um, but if you're respectfully, I guess, defending your friends that are being, you know, that who are taking a lot of shit talk, um, that's fine. Yeah, you should go out of your way to also bully said person or whatever just to get revenge because you know that's just something that, that that's what you think is defending your friends i feel like that could be a little bit more toxic yeah i think i think it's totally fine to stick up for your friends for sure yeah uh next question comes from just kylie again <laughs> who is the most toxic character in halo Um, the most toxic character in Halo is maybe the Prophet of Truth. He knew what the rings were going to do. He knew what they were actually going to do. And yet he still led the Covenant down, betrayed just a ton of people, got so many, not people, aliens, whatever, got so many aliens killed for no reason. I think that's pretty toxic. Okay, that's one that's one that I would have definitely gone for as one of the prophets. Um uh, to answer the question without using the same answer, I could probably say I want to I want to say maybe Del Rio. I thought of him too. Del Rio. No. Palmer. She's not toxic though, is she? She's just annoying. Palmer. Palmer. Palmer I thought be you'd be taller. Toxic. It's kind of toxic. Yeah, she's quite condescending, quite <laughs> condescending all the time. Although I think that that was written to be kind of funny. I think she that was written to be like kind of like, hey, what's up, Chief? Oh, I thought you'd be taller. But like the character wasn't written well enough to come across as kind of like sassy and sarcastic. Also, it's the first time like we're seeing her. So it's like, who the fuck is this? Like if Cortana had said that to somebody, like, oh, I thought you'd be. If the Cortana had said that to Chief, oh, I thought you'd be taller. Like we'd be like, oh, okay, like that's cool. Like they're playful, but when Palmer does it, it's like, mm, who is this bitch? <laughs> All right, next question comes from a Today Trakes. Real quick, Nessa said guilty spark. I he talk about toxic. That dude, I I hate him. I hate three four three guilty spark. And Q Stick even says like read the Phil Forerunner trilogy, you'll feel bad for guilty spark. Even after reading it, I still hate three four three guilty spark. Interesting. I don't know if he's toxic, but he's annoying. I've never read the trilogy that that Forerunner trilogy. Really? So. No, I never got that far. Remember, I, I I read everything all the way up until I think it was to- Contact Harvest or uh, Cold Protocol. Yeah, and after that, I never read anything. So I'm so far behind on those books, so far behind. You know what that makes me think? That makes you think that I'm not really a good Halo fan. Oh, makes me think we should do a Halo book club. Book club? Yeah. Almost like I've been saying that for a while. Have you? No, there's. Uh, I definitely want to. Um, I definitely wanted to do some. I definitely want to do something um, book related. In regards- That's right. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir, Bob. I'm thinking kind uh, of like how we all get together and we watch an episode of Halo, or we all get together and we watch an episode of anime. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we read a chapter, come together and talk about it, or something like that. 
I'm on Nessa's side with this. Uh, people are saying read the, let's just listen to audiobooks. I like I like having the physical book in hand. I hate physical books. In fact, when I see them, I, I throw them on the ground now. I oh, love really? audiobooks. I'm all about audiobooks. They're so much easier. You can listen to them at like three times the speed, so that way like you can just get through it faster. Um, I get that, but I also find that my mind wanders much more whenever I'm listening to something. Uh, okay. Listening to like a, an audiobook. I, see, I feel the opposite way. I actually feel like my mind wanders way more when I'm reading a physical book than I do an audiobook. So it's kind of interesting. I also find it easier to be able to find me. If your mind does wander while reading a book, I find it easier to remember or find where you did kind of lose track. Right. You'll get to the end and of the page and you'll go like, well, I'm about to turn this, but I don't know what the hell just happened. Whereas right, an audio exactly. Whereas an audio hour later and you're like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, exactly. It can be, it can be much harder to find your spot or where you did remember yeah. what you listened to. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So, yeah I love audiobooks. Go. You can do both. Fun fact. You can do both. Yeah. Some people listen to the audiobook while they read the physical one. I don't know why, but some people do that. Oh, maybe I should try that. Yeah. Do you think you like. like that? It's like a like a safety net. Like maybe if you stop paying attention to reading it, you'll hear it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Wait, if I go two times the speed, do I read two times faster? Yes, yeah. I, I bet you I bet you hundred percent you totally could. Just to follow our three times the speed is like okay, fuck yeah. oh god, just through all these pages. I took a, a speed reading course uh when I was in college. And once you once you stop pronouncing every word in your head, like with that inner voice, mm-hmm. and you just look at the word and then you keep going, your brain kinda like puts it all together to understand the meaning. You can yeah, you can read a lot faster. But if you do two times the speed, it might actually be able to kind of like help you digest the words faster because you're also hearing them too. I don't know. Maybe maybe that would be helpful. Funnily enough, you you did a course. I actually read a book about speed reading. And nice. I do not. I do not. I, I do not. <laughs> I don't speed I don't, read like so, some people are. Like they'll they'll look at the page like an X in like a, an X kind of shape, and their brain will be able oh. to put everything together. And I'm like, ah, okay, I'm nowhere oh, near that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that the, that, that, that speed reading book had said is just like, you know, there's a, there's a technique called chunking. So you just kind of yep. like quickly glance over, like, I guess the three words and like, and then keep moving on with like three words and three words. And yeah, you know, that's how you kind of, kind of quickly, quickly speed read through yeah. it. And you just say, you just have to trust your brain to understand it kind of thing. That's exactly uh, right. So you start with, understand it. you start with the second word in the sentence, like don't even bother reading the first word. And your brain will look at those three words, put them together, and then you kind of like keep jumping ahead, jumping ahead, jumping ahead, and your your brain will assemble it all together. And people actually find that they retain way more when they speed run, speed run, when they speed read, because the brain is like working harder to try to understand what's happening. And so like your, I think the the idea that I heard it was it was like it's like driving twenty miles per hour down the road versus driving ninety. When you're driving 90 miles per hour down the road, you're paying attention. You're focused. When you're driving 20, you might be might be getting a little distracted, maybe. You're looking at a dog or some girl walking by, right? When you're driving 90 miles per hour, you're not looking at anybody on the side of the road. So you're way more focused. So I heard it's kind of like the same thing that way. All right, we're talking a lot about speed reading here. <laughs> Are you telling me that maybe we should speed through the next question? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. The <laughs> uh, day Trakes asks. Sometimes I see my pulse through their eyes. Interesting. He. That's the sentence that he says. 
Uh, yeah, that's the sentence that today Trix says. Sometimes uh, I see. Think, sometimes pulse. I see my pulse through their eyes. <laughs> Would you? I mean, what do you think today Trix is uh, is trying to say here? <coughs> he sounds like he was half asleep when he wrote that. I think what he means is that he could see his pulse through his own eyeballs sometimes. <laughs> Okay, so the way I had read that initially is I, I think I see my pulse through their eyes as in like <laughs> stupid my, sense. my eyes are throbbing right now and I need to sleep. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it happens just when he sleeps though. Oh, okay. I see. Sometimes he's just standing there and it's almost like a ripple effect like with water uh, except that it's his eyeballs and you can see his pulse. Right, but they're saying but, but, but today Trakes is saying see his own pulse through their eyes does that mean today Trix is looking at like looking at someone else's eyes and the reflection of their eyes is allowing them to see no he shouldn't have said pulse? there or is that too far <laughs> yeah he shouldn't have said there i don't know why he said there i think what he meant to say was he can see his pulse through his own eyes when he's looking out his vision kind of sometimes when his pulse is going Oh, okay, okay. So you're saying that today Trakes may have entirely mistyped something here. And, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. It would be great if maybe today Trakes would be able to clarify that one yeah. day, or maybe you know, I'll reach for... out to him. Okay, great. That'd People be, are that'd... saying you should see a doctor. I, I think he should see a doctor, maybe. But also, <laughs> maybe it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so I mean, says hey. he put there because he couldn't see due to the pulse. <laughs> I got glasses. I mean, he got glasses. He thought he was going to be able to see. Now he has this issue where he's, he's his pulses. Oh gone. wait, today Trake's got glasses. He did. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it now. Yeah. The reason why he's able to see his own pulse is his glasses are so good. Is through the reflection yes. of the glasses yeah. on the inside. Right. This makes so much more sense Maybe. now. Maybe, yeah. Uh, you can, I'll ask him. You'll ask him? You, you have contact with Diday Trakes? Yeah, he's in, He's on Discord. He's on Discord? Yeah, that's how they submitted right. the question. Oh, I, I see. I, I've been thinking that this entire time that maybe he's been uh, submitting it to, to Kylie or something, and she's been throwing it in there. All right, next question comes from just shady and he asks is it toxic that we need a battle rifle for halo to be alive again i mean if fortnite can take out building permanently three for three can do a halo battle rifle i'm kidding he meant battle royale oh he meant battle royale yeah he put in br but i every time i see br i don't actually think okay. of battle royale can you read that again royale. but with battle royale because i was confused as fuck when you were reading that i was like there is a battle rifle <laughs> oh, in this game i'm sorry okay, That's okay. all right I, I apologize that's okay. okay i was just trying to follow it the way that you were saying it and so i didn't understand it i was like oh, no. i'm so confused here i guess we're not on the same wavelength okay if you had said uh, br then i would have understood you know i could have done that all right i will i will read it exactly as written <laughs> Is it toxic that we need a BR for Halo to be alive again? I mean, if Fortnite can take out building permanently, 343 can do a Halo BR. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that one is in the same as the other. I think Fortnite taking out building is a lot different than Halo adding in a Battle Royale first off. 
I think that's kind of obvious. Second, I'm not convinced that Halo needs a battle royale. I'm not. I don't think that it needs it. I think it does need a lot of things. I'm not convinced it does need it. I think it would be good for it. And if Halo wants to compete with other mainstream games, then sure. But does it need it to survive? Does it need it to live? No. Halo has a... Th I almost said throbbing. Halo has a thriving fan base for the most part. When um, we have Forge and we have custom games and we have all these other things, we have a great foundation in gameplay with Halo Infinite. I think what we need is to get the Halo stuff right first. Um... But I am not of the opinion anymore that Halo needs a Battle Royale. I think it would help. I think it's a good idea. I think I am all for it and I would petition for it. But I don't think it I don't I don't think that it needs it anymore. But Fortnite's getting rid of building has nothing to do with that. Um <clears throat> so Shady, to answer your question, I don't think it is toxic that we need a BR for Halo to be alive again. I don't think it's toxic at all. Yeah, I don't think that that's toxic. There you go. <laughs> it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. It's an opinion. It's definitely an opinion. Um, now, yeah, I, I recognize I did not answer his question at all, so sorry. <laughs> you're like, well, it's good you're saying all that, tracks, but you are totally not listening. <laughs> what I was going to say is maybe um, sometimes the approaches that people would take to like to bring out said opinion could be toxic or right. um for for battle royale being a thing and, and in order for halo to be alive again that could be toxic yeah but sure. the opinion of that of people needing or, or a br being required a battle royale being required in halo that opinion alone is not toxic no it's just an opinion to be alive again yeah yeah i hope that i hope that clarifies things I think um, I'm still under the I'm still like in regards to the battle royale thing. I'm still I'm I'm with I'm with Paige here as well. Like, you know, I don't think the Spartans work well for battle royale. I think it's more for ODSTs. ODSTs makes the most sense to me. Um just for, you know, for a battle royale situation. However you want to dice it up with like however it's dressed, I think that a Halo battle royale would be a great idea and I think it would bring a lot of new people to Halo and I think that that's a good thing um odsts lore wise i think makes a lot of sense and would be really cool having odsts dropping onto a map and whatever give them the same shields or don't do whatever you want but i think that um i would love to see it but i would love to see 343 get the basics in first <laughs> like get forge in first get mm -hmm. custom games in first get a custom game browser like there's very obvious things that 343 needs to do i think before they bring in a battle royale because let's say you bring in a battle royale and you want people to come into the doors of halo through battle royale and you're hoping that some of them will want to see all the other stuff if everything else is half finished and not done and not complete you're inviting people in it's kind of like the launch of the game you invited a bunch of people into the doors because of all this hype because it's a brand new game oh my god we're so excited and then when they came in, they liked what they saw, and then they realized, like, oh, this place is actually a lot more empty than I thought. And so they're moving on. And it's so, like, you don't, you, you want, you want everything there. 
When you do this thing that you know is going to grab everybody's attention, you want everything else there. So that way when they come, they're like, oh my god, look at these custom games that I can play. I didn't even know Halo had this. Guaranteed that that, like, that would be a take. And so it's like, okay, but we need that working and functioning. So that's that. Couch co-op might be a good idea, too. Couch co-op would be fantastic. Um, next question comes from Egayep, or Paige, backwards. What's your favorite slash least favorite toxic trait for someone to have? Favorite slash least favorite? Wait, read that again. What's your favorite yeah. slash least favorite toxic trait? someone to have my favorite toxic trait is somebody who's just like looking for a battle like when that person is your friend and some dude just like i don't know messes with you a little bit and like your buddies say hey dude that's not cool like hey 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 what was that about dude it's like i want somebody who's going to go to i want a friend who's ready to go to war with me right um least toxic trait i'll actually say it's the same thing somebody who's ready to get into like a battle because like dude if i'm just chilling at a bar and i order i don't know i don't know like I, I i don't know what the situation would be but like somebody who's looking to get into a fight at the same time is like super toxic it's like um some people just take things like way too far way too serious way too personal they're way too sensitive actually that's what i'll say it is it's Okay, my least favorite toxic trait. Oh my God, I got it. My least favorite toxic trait is somebody who can't help but see themselves as the victim in everything. Like, no matter what happens, they take zero responsibility for their part in it. And maybe it's not all their fault, but like, look at how you affect things instead of just blaming everybody else and putting it on everybody else. I think that that might be my least favorite toxic trait. It's like, grow up. Like, own what you do. Okay. God, what's yours? I'm sorry, I've got um, I'm texting Q-Stick's texting me, and he wants me to say penis on stream. So I'm so there. You go. <laughs> that's, that's all he wanted. Mystery's <laughs> favorite toxic trait is when somebody messages him while he's doing a podcast to say something on the podcast. <laughs> there, I said it. There you go. <laughs> Just, I don't know why. It's so weird. What I find interesting is that you gave into it and you said it. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to get the. I was getting the feeling that he, he was just trying to egg me on because he feels like I don't say the words. So, or I try to beat around like saying said words. You say penis all the time, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Definitely, definitely. Um, so what's your favorite or least favorite toxic trait? Least favorite toxic trait would have to be. Um, 
it would have to be you know how you know how whenever you get i guess in like a like an argument or something or like let's say a debate or something yep and somebody feels the need to to win in order to win that argument or debate you have to be the loudest one oh sure like that kind of shit like yeah the, and, and and when they end up like and they end up repeating the same shit over and over again just right. to prove their point even though they're not really expanding upon it right it's just like and, somebody and, just and yelling just the same louder. things over and over that's yep. um yeah that's something uh that i don't yeah that's i, I find that to be kind of I don't find that to be pretty, pretty annoying and pretty, pretty toxic. And it, I, just, it doesn't really progress anything. It just, it's just escalating. It's escalating a, an argument for no reason. I get that. What about your favorite toxic trait? Not being toxic. Is that toxic? What a paradox. I don't know. Toxic's in the name. Sheesh. Um, I don't have, I, I don't have a particular... I don't have a particular favorite toxic trait, mostly because I try to avoid toxicity as much as possible. There you go. That sounds toxic to me, though. Is that toxic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just says, okay, avoiding toxicity. <laughs> I'm just proving my own point. Nice work. All right, what's the next one? Also, tracks. Fuck you, man. I'm kidding. Just start, like, just start yelling, yelling about it. <laughs> like, what are you? Toxic is not toxic, huh? <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kylie. I didn't mean to uh, flare up that migraine. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, next question comes from Game Warrior. Game Warrior. And Game Warrior asks, "What has your funniest thing to happen to someone toxic?" Okay, so what was the funniest thing to happen to someone toxic? Um, I don't really hang around toxic people. So the funniest thing that I've ever seen happen to a toxic person was... Um, I, I don't know. I don't... Maybe they... Uh, I don't know how to answer this. I don't know. I don't know what a funny thing would be that happened to like a toxic person that I know. Um, I think uh, I can't answer for the fact that like the question in regards to what's the funniest thing that I've seen happen to someone toxic. Uh huh. I can't answer that question, but I think the funniest thing that could happen to someone toxic is them losing. Oh yeah, sure, sure. They're trying to be toxic yeah, and they lost. You know what kind of video clips I love? I love when there's like somebody who is just <clears throat> clearly in the wrong about something and they're just so rude and they're just so like mean and clearly being toxic. And then they have this moment where they're just like, oh, I'm wrong. Like that's, I don't know if that's funny, but I, I enjoy that. So I'll say that. <laughs> Yeah, the people. Yeah, the game warrior and Paige said in the chat like someone that gets instant karma for being toxic. Oh yeah, there's plenty of videos online um, of that kind of stuff happening. I can't think of any off the top of my head though. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel like the question was more of like something that happened to you that could have been funny, but um, I don't have an answer. Like if I was being toxic. Uh yeah, tra tracks. How often are you toxic? At least once every six days. Once, well, once every six days. At the very least, I'm saying. Oh, at the very least. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I think it's important to be in touch with the 
awful sides of yourself so that way you can pull them out when you need to and it benefits you and your family or friends okay (laughs) yeah sometimes you need a monster in your corner and so you don't want to suppress that too much that's i guess that's true a monster is not a terrible thing at all times no you want to you know have it tamed wow kylie says at least once every 12 hours i'm toxic oh i thought she was going to say at least once every 12 hours i'm toxic so that's how toxic i am i assume that she was talking about me because of how big my ego is Is Paige says LMAO only once. That's toxic. God damn it. That is toxic. toxic. You're toxic, sir. I know. I'm trying to be. Okay. You've used up your one toxic for six days. That's it. No more. It's at least one. Oh, crap. There's (laughs) there's always a modifier. Exactly. Modifiers (laughs) are important. (laughs) All right. Next question comes from Silly Goose Nessa. What's up, Silly Goose? And Nessa asks, if a coworker tried making you go through strenuous training for something he wanted you to do, would you consider that toxic behavior? Strenuous training for something that he wanted you to do. Repeat it one more time. If a coworker tried making you go through strenuous training for something he wanted you to do, would you consider that toxic behavior? If it's somebody who's like a peer of mine, yeah, fuck off, dude. Do it yourself. If like I have to do it for my job and so like I'm being trained for something, if it's strenuous, like I, I guess that you might have to do that. But I'm not I might need like a little bit more context to give like a proper answer. Um, but I think it's probably a safe bet to say, like, yeah, fuck off, dude. If you're trying to get me to do something. I don't I don't ever like that. I don't ever like when somebody's trying to get you to do something. Oh my God. <laughs> Repeat the question one more time. She just typed in the chat Top Gun. If a coworker tried making you go through strenuous training for something he wanted you okay. to do. All right. <laughs> okay, so Tom Cruise made his co uh made his co stars all learn how to fly uh F eighteen jet fighter jets. And so I thought that that was cool. She said that she thought it was toxic, but I think that it's awesome. So, no, I don't find it toxic at all, actually. All I got out of that is she outplayed you good. Ah, she did. She outplayed you good. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I thought it was something with the... Look, dude, when you're making a movie, bro, and somebody's like, hey, oh, damn, she really did get a She got movie. you good. Oh, Oh, wow. It's different when it's Tom Cruise, though. It's different when it's a movie. Wow. He's not just a co-worker. He's he's the star of it, you know? Whatever. What's the next question? Oh, my Lord. She just blew my fucking mind. Oh, my God, dude. I just got fucking Yu-Gi-Oh trap carded. Yes, you did. That's insane. Well played. Dude, well played, Nessa. Well played. Let's not get too far. Yeah, well played, Nessa. It depends on the situation. No, you can't. No, you can't dig yourself out of this. Yes, I can. You screwed up big time. Okay, she outplayed you. Of course, it depends on the situation. I was thinking about something at the post office. It depends on the situation for sure. Mm, Outplayed. Outplayed, sir. 
Come okay, on, let's say, let's say, no, no, take hold on, I'm gonna do it. No, I'm gonna, no, I'm not taking the L. Take let's the say, L. no, 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 I'm not taking the L. Let's you're say, let take the no, not at all. <laughs> let's say you're a soldier in the military. Your coworkers are the other soldiers, and they need you to train to do something strenuous. But it has to do with your survival. It's not toxic. It's necessary. It's necessary for war. So is it always toxic? Absolutely not. It depends on the situation. And leave Tom Cruise alone. So there you go. <laughs> you didn't get me. I got out. <laughs> Tell me how I'm wrong in that last example, and then I'll uh, then I'll you see. Stop it, Q stick. Whose side are you on here? He said coworkers <laughs> don't equal battle buddies. I'm not taking the L, dude. I'm not taking the L. This you is my. altered the question. Huh? <laughs> okay. All right. So, strictly speaking, I guess not on Top Gun terms, but uh, if a coworker had tried to make you go through strenuous training for something yeah. that he wanted you to do, a wanted. Okay. Yeah, they're bringing that up in chat right now. The difference between want versus need. Yeah. Um, now, if this is something that he he wants you to do, and it's something that he needs to do, uh, I feel like yeah, that would end up being a little bit. It could be a little toxic, at least. Yeah, that's definitely toxic. Right. Um, especially if he's been trained, if he's been trained on, and he just he's just too lazy, for example, or right. she's too lazy, and they just don't want to do it, so they make you go through the training process just so then you know, then you have to do it as well. Um, yeah, that that's pretty that's pretty toxic. That is toxic. Um, that's the way I was gonna look at the question, um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. But when it came to Tom Cruise making his co-stars go through a Tom Cruise boot camp to learn how to fly F-18s, I was like, dude, that's so cool. But yeah, did he it. pay for it? Yeah, well, the studio paid for all of it. It was studio. He didn't pay for it though. No, that guy probably doesn't pay for anything in his life. Okay. So he made the studio. He made the studio pay, um, for flying lessons for, for the, all the for, lying, for flying for flying lessons. Yeah, for Top Gun F eighteens. You said. I think they're F 18s Something, some kind of fighter jet. Now, plot twist. What if he? <laughs> what if he didn't know how to fly an F eighteen? Well, here's the thing. What he really like the vision for the movie was like <laughs> these. Like they didn't want to do a bunch of CGI and. And like, um, you know, uh, like they didn't want to do CGI. They didn't want to do a bunch of like stunt doubles and stuff like that. And so they're like, no, we're going to, we're going to teach all these people how to fly F-18 fighter jets so we can make an incredible, insane looking movie. And like, I think that that's kind of worth it. And look at any point, any of these actors can walk off the set. They don't have to do it. So, but is it, you know, did he kind of make them do it? Eh, kind of. Is that toxic? Yeah, I guess so. But you know what? Sometimes it's necessary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Q-Stick said... <laughs> Q-Stick was like, makes them learn to fly F-18s. Did he learn to get taller? <laughs> I don't think he... I, you actually don't want a tall person in a fighter jet from what I understand. <laughs> It's actually bad to be too big. I, I thought I thought that was a funny short joke, but okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One does not learn to be taller. That's true. 
<laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take the shovel back and we're going to go on to question number nine. Oh, I'm so mad. She set me up. <laughs> Damn it. All right. What's the next one? All right. The next question is <laughs> it would be toxic if we didn't make a shout out to the one and only Miss Kylie. Happy birthday to our oh, queen. Who did that? Uh, That would be Nessa. Yeah, shout out to Kylie. I, I wanted to wish her a happy birthday towards the end of the episode. Uh, so I, I'm not upset that she brought it up right now, but um, I was planning on doing that. But that that's okay. We'll do it now. Kylie, she's well, been... Well, that would have been nice to know. Really nice to know. I should, I, because I, I there's, sh there's captions here that says, feel free to leave this one out if you need to. I should just. And if get I had my, known yeah, that, I, should, I, I know. I'm sorry, out. dude. This is my toxic trait is where I don't communicate things. Um, <laughs> Kylie, happy birthday! Thank you for everything that you do for us, for this community, for me, from before when I was streaming and still now. Um, you are invaluable, and your presence is felt in everything that happens here. You do so much, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Happy birthday! I hope you have a great birthday. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's no way I can one-up that. I have no way of potentially one-upping that at all, so I'm going to piggyback off of tracks there. There you go. Happy birthday, Kylie. <laughs> all right, um, so there's one more question here. Great. However, it does say, please tell tracks that he's required to read it. Oh. And it has been sent to you. Yeah, it has. I have to take off my headphones and stand up, though. Oh, okay. <clears throat> That's going to be great for the audio listeners, I suppose. Public disclosure. Keep my daddy's name out your fucking mouth. Thank you and have a pleasant evening. How was that? I have no idea what just happened. What do you mean? Well, okay. Did you hear what yeah. I said? Uh, keep. I heard keep your Denny's name out of your mouth. No, it's. Oh, I I'm sad that it, it didn't come through. No, it's keep keep my daddy's name out your fucking mouth. Did you see Will Smith hit Chris Rock at the Oscars? Oh, oh, oh! I see. <laughs> wow wow um i mean i heard about it i didn't actually oh okay i think if he had seen it then that would have made a little bit more sense <laughs> keep my denny's name <laughs> i heard De i heard denny's i was like is he thinking about like food like like is, is like what does denny's name have to do with 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 you know <laughs> oh this is gonna get no we're not going down that route no mm -mm. <clears throat> you want me to take the shovel? Mm hmm. Okay. Is there another question? <laughs> mm -hmm. <coughs> All right. Well, I guess let's wrap it up then, huh? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do for the outro, do you want to sing happy birthday to Kylie? Oh, actually, uh, we can't do that. We'll get sued. This is true. This is true. Yeah, we actually can't sing happy birthday, but we can sing the last two words. So we'll do the last two words of the happy birthday song. Um, What's the last two words? To you. Ah. Yeah. 
Could we not just do happy birthday to you? No, that's that's copyrighted. That was a joke on community. They come back from a commercial break and then they go to you. And then one guy goes, why did we only sing the last two words? <laughs> I love that show so much. <laughs> I don't get it. Why did we only sing I, the last two to, words? I, to, I definitely have to watch community from beginning to end. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it as of yet. You have but, to get, uh, I know, <clears throat> I know my sister has seen it and she, she very much enjoyed it. And uh, I know there's a couple of uh, characters in community that's in the MCU, which is uh, pretty funny. Too. Yeah. You have to get through like nine or like maybe 12 episodes though, until it really hits its stride. If that's the case, then, you know, I could kind of just watch it on the side while I'm working on stuff, but I'm still yeah. making my way through Naruto right now. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I, I, I in just three got back years, up on the bandwagon for Naruto. In three now, years, like, when you catch up on that show, then you can start watching Community. Right, right, right. It's taking me two years to get where I am right now. So, Sheesh. yeah, I, I've had long, long, long breaks in between uh, watching Naruto, but I think I've gotten back to the actual story and gotten through some of this, some of the filler stuff. Now, I don't so. know anything about Naruto except they run with their hands behind their backs. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. There we go. Although I have to give him, I have to give him credit. Their soundtrack's pretty great. I, I'm, I've been enjoying the music in that. That's cool. And you don't care. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. I love a good soundtrack though. So. Yeah. No. I definitely. No. You know. No. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Uh, let's wrap up. Okay. <clears throat> what you got going on this next week, mystery? Uh, tomorrow, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Beautiful. Around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nice. Um, and then Friday, Halo with Sparkmatic and Covalent. Beautiful. Uh, I'm working Saturday night, so I'm not making community game night again, unless okay. I catch it, like, really late. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. That's about it. I, I got a pretty big project ahead of me for work, so gotcha. I might end up being more. I might end up spending even more time at work now. Okay. Which sucks. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, that's about it. Um, I have been. What have I been doing? I have been streaming, so you can find me on uh, Twitch at Daddy Tracks Live One, the number one. Um, so go follow that and I've been live streaming the game a game called tunic I'm about 75% of the way through it. It is a fun game It is a very difficult game and challenging game, but very rewarding game at the same time I actually really like it and enjoy it. So um, come hang out with me over there after tunic I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna play. So talk to me about what I should play and Maybe I'll play it. You can find me on Not me you can find us the red Spartan podcast on discord link for that will be in this sh uh We'll be in the live stream chat and we'll also be in the show notes. You can find us on TikTok at Red Spartan Podcast. And you can find us on Twitch at Red Spartan Podcast. The live stream for our podcast is at Red Spartan Podcast on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Saturday night community nights, uh, we sh have streamed. I don't think we did the last one, but we did the week before. I have been streamed at Red Spartan Podcast as well. So if you're kind of interested in like hanging out with everybody at community night, but you can't actually make it into the party chat and can't make it actually like into the game itself, you can hang out with me and chat and, uh, you know, we can talk and hang out. We also have a couple events going on this week. Uh, let me pull these up real quick. We have, but oh, do, do, do. 
the Halo TV show Watch Party. Again, that is going on tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Thursday, March 31st. Saturday night, April 2nd, we have Community Game Night starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That'll be Halo Infinite. And then on Sunday, April 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We do everything at 9 p.m., by the way. Uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we are doing Anime Night where we are watching the Attack on Titan finale. It's supposed to be like an hour long. Probably because that's when the kiddos are gone to bed. So yeah, exactly. Um, come out to play. After Attack on Titan, we're going to be watching another anime. So if you kind of like just want to join our little crew watching animes, then just come hang out with us. It's always a good time. It really is. And I know that there's a couple of different shows that we're looking at. Um, looking at right right uh, uh, in regards to that uh page is saying mentioned the enemy survey mm-hmm. um oh something i want to throw out there this isn't red spartan podcast related but um for our for this community i'm hosting a jackbox night on friday night i'll be streaming it and that's always like a lot of fun but it's a very community oriented game so i just kind of wanted to throw that out there um i I'm still trying to figure out what to talk about. That is like my own solo venture versus the Red Spartan podcast. But there's a lot of overlap, obviously, in communities. So it's 100% overlapping communities. So if you're interested in playing Jackbox or coming around and watching that, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time. Uh, the answers are are really crazy and the games are a lot of fun. And so I know that you know everybody kind of like enjoys that night. So come hang out with us Friday night, uh, probably around... 10 p.m. Eastern time that night. If you're interested in Jackbox. Jackbox. There we go. And that's right. it. Okay. All right. You're not going to say it, so I'm going to say it. Go yes. Ahead. At Page has an anime survey that's up on the Discord channel. Oh. So, um, and then that. that survey, they ask. She says she asks, you know, like what, 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 what anime would you like to consider out watching during uh, anime watch nights? Perfect. Um, and yeah, so check it out in the Discord. There's a link. I believe it's in the actual. Um, it's in the. Is it the anime? Is it the Attack on Anime? Is that pinned page by any chance? Um, if it's not, we can pin it. It's not pinned. Okay, we can we'll pin it in that channel. That way, it's easily accessible. That way, you don't have to scroll through a lot of the <coughs> potential. Uh, I think Attack on Titan spoilers and 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 so on and so forth. Um, speaking of, is that show now? Like, what's going on with that show? I don't know. Okay. Uh, they have an hour long finale, but I don't think that it's enough to wrap up the whole show. So. I don't know if they're going to try and do a movie. I don't know if they're going to try and do an Attack on Titan season four, the final season part three. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. <laughs> I got no idea. Okay. But this week it's supposed to be a an hour long, which would be about three episodes because each episode is about 20 minutes and each episode is a chapter and a half. So we're talking about four and a half chapters worth of the manga that they're going to cover, which still leaves about four chapters left, which is why I think that they might do like a movie or I, I don't know. Final season part three. Like I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. It seems like they're coming right up against the end and maybe they're just going to cut out a bunch of stuff from the manga and they're just going to end the show. And, and if that's the case, then that's the case. And that's fine too. Um, but I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. I'll find out. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
No, because I was I was thinking like I was debating on whether or not I should like continue with Naruto or actually start on Attack on on Titan, but then I felt like I would be rushing through the entire thing, and I didn't want to rush the entire thing. Just Bro, to catch up on the you won't have to rush Naruto. through it. It will, it will pull you through it. No, I I, I get that, but it's I I lack their uptime. Oh, I hear you. Well, how often do you watch Naruto? And let me ask you a question. Not often at all. Are you? Do you love it? Do you love it? I've been enjoying it. No, do you love it? I've been enjoying it. Do you love it? <laughs> You're making me try to use that word. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Do you? Uh, do you love Halo? <laughs> I adore Halo. Okay. Do you adore Naruto? <laughs> Uh, it's been picking up for me, so yes, I'm adoring Naruto. Okay, well, whatever, dude, ditch that show, because I like Attack on Titan more, and I want you to watch it, so. <laughs> whatever. That's my toxic trait, fuck that, dude. <laughs> Alright, guys, we'll be back next week with another episode. You can find us, so you know where to find us, I already talked about it all. Bye! <laughs> How about that? It's like, dude, it's like when you're trying to leave the house and like your mom just keeps talking to somebody and you're like, Jesus Christ, mom, we have to go. And then you just, you just pick her up and carry her out of the house. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's the way it would be done, huh? By the way, I was the mom in that scenario. I felt like I just kept that conversation going. So I was like, I gotta, at some point, I just gotta wrap this up. So did you pick yourself up? Yes. And, and, okay, I see.